I don't care. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday, February 20th, 2014. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 593. This is No Agenda. Poking skull and bones in their eye sockets from FEMA Region 6 here at the Travis Heights hideout in Austin, Texas. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from Sochi West, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's <laughs> Craig Vaughn and Buzzkill. <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> All right, I'll bite. There's nothing to bite. I just decided to call myself from being from Sochi West. I like it. I like it. Well, it's Thursday, and uh, I love Thursdays. Oh, God. I do. I love Thursdays. You know why I love Thursdays, John? Because you don't have the Mondays? No, I love Thursdays because it's been an extra an extra day, you know, that I haven't talked to you, and I'm excited. You know, I'm excited. Yo, to f- f- wait, you're telling me you, you love Thursdays because you get to talk to me or because you got an extra day without talking to me? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Yes to all of the above. No, no, there's all these things that have happened, and like, you know, there's extra days in between uh, the Sunday show and the and the Thursday show, and I'm always excited to tell you what's going on in my life. Oh, something happened? <laughs> oh, it's funny you ask. Well, first of all, um, Miss Mickey and I uh, last night celebrated our second mattress together. I you think, got a new mattress? Yeah, I think this. Yes, yeah, we did. This, our second mattress in in our togetherness. How long you been together? Five years. Huh. I think if, I think a mattress every five years. You wore years out a good. mattress. <laughs> I think five years for a mattress is enough. It's hard to say. Yeah, I don't know. Um. But the guys who deliver the new one, they have some funny stories. I say, hey, you know, you, you guys do a lot of mattresses? Yeah. You must see some. See, don't even talk about what we see. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Not you mention it. <laughs> Can you just imagine what people's mattresses just ruined my like? breakfast. <laughs> um, I'll give you a, a, a... There was something interesting that happened on... I got a... It felt a bit like a booty call, but I'll take it. On uh, Tuesday... I was invited by my constitutional lawyer friend Eric here, you know the one that was that was suing the Supreme Court, etc. Yeah, uh, to join him at the Austin Club. Ooh, the Austin Club. Yes, which I had not heard of, but the Austin Club was one of the original. I think at one point the largest opera house in all of America, uh, built in the 1800s, and now it's a, it's a private club. And if you're a member, then you know you can. Uh, this is very, I think it's kind of. A bit, it's kind of the, the Texas, Austin, Texas version of maybe like the Princeton Club, except it's not necessarily for, uh, it's not a scholastic clubs, but, you know, like guys, I think Republicans, essentially. <laughs> that's, that's what it felt like to me. And uh, he said, you know, I'd really, you know, we do this once a month. There's like eight or nine guys and, you know, we're primarily lawyers, but, you know, we have one guest who will then be the guest speaker, which I was not. I was just a guest to be there. The guest was Stuart Bowen, and Stuart Bowen, uh, he was, well, I knew his name because he was the inspector general for the Coalition Provision Authority in Iraq just before I went there, which is 10 years ago today, actually. Um, So he was doling out the money before Paul Bremer. But if you look at what this guy has done, I mean, he uh, he was in charge of the transition team for Bush Cheney. Uh, this guy, big insider, big, big insider. Um, and so I thought, you know, all right, let's, this will be cool. Uh, also at the table, one of the Texas or Austin's biggest lobbyists, 
the the guy who runs the Texas Teachers Retirement Fund, which is I don't know eight billion dollars. And, All right, so you're hanging out with the with the with the local elites. <laughs> yeah, and so but the uh, uh, what's his name, Stuart Bone. His his son came along, and his son is running one of these election consultancies in Texas, and um, I think they're running ten different positions. And I heard all these numbers, you know, like three hundred, you know, two fifty. Like, hold on a second. What I mean, so you're telling me if I have the budget. You can get me into. You can get me a Senate seat. He says, "Absolutely. If you're an R, no problem in Texas. The cost, John, to become a state senator, what five hundred thousand dollars? Well, that's nothing. That's what I said. I said I should be able to raise that. Yeah. Imagine all the fun I could have. Yeah. <laughs> committee meetings all day. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, so I'm I'm now kind of in. So uh, you know, I've, I'm making new friends and learning new things. This should be this should be interesting uh, when the next one rolls around. I I think I'm going to be uh, asked to become a member. A member of the Austin Club? Well, the, of the cl- the club within the Austin Club. This is one what's of the, the clubs. Club within the Austin. Well, club? it's these guys. Is these guys who have this meeting once a month? And what's it cost the- to join this club? I think I have no idea. I don't know if it's money. It may be, you know. It's got to be money. I think it's secret handshake. You got to, you know, I don't know, probably some kind of initiation thing. I'll find out. I'll find out. All right. But, you know, this is the uh, this is what we need. I, I have the Obama bot dinners. You know, we need the, the polar opposite. This is very good, I think. You know, this would be the polar opposite. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited, though. I think this is, is going to be very, very good for the show. Do you have any independent? Why don't you join a church while you're there? It's a lot of churches. Oh, Baptist churches here. Te- no, no, don't don't go. Sorry, people, <laughs> don't go Baptist. The largest um, pointy roof Baptist church is in Austin. That's not the architectural name, but that's what it looks like. What's the name of it? Uh, the Austin Pointy Roof Baptist Church. Yeah, you know, you drive probably drive <laughs> past the place every, every so often. I do know it's it, to look at the name. Uh, it's right near our house, actually. I will look uh-huh. at the name. Anyway, today is World uh, Day of Social Justice by Presidential Proclamation. Enjoy that, everybody. As Key F. Burns. Who keyed what? I said enjoy the by Presidential Proclamation. Key F. Burns? Yes. Key F. is burning. Okay. You're baffling me. You got me stumped here on today's show. Why? I don't know. I don't know who Key F. Burns is or these other people. (laughs) Key F. is Ukraine. Oh, Kiev Burns. I thought you were talking about some guy named Ke- Keith Burns. <laughs> no, this is the show title now. Kiev Bur- Keith Burns. <laughs> Keith Burns. Keith Burns. Kiev Burns. I'm sorry, we went back to Skype, so uh, we have less less of a latency in between our two stations, but the quality is a little lower, apparently. Yeah, Kiev yeah, I Burns. have the... Uh... Well, if you want to hear the the propaganda uh, mouthpiece of the government, I do have the CBS report. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, I got it right here. CBS on the Ukraine. Warned Ukrainians that the demonstrators were trying to seize power. But the protesters accused Yanukovych of being corrupt and increasingly dictatorial. Oleg Blaschuk is a professional translator who told us he came to Independence Square because he wants a more democratic government. Are you willing to fight? When it's needed, yeah. I, I, I will fight for my family. I will fight for the future for my, of my children, of my grandchildren. I have gr- two grandchildren. 
I will fight, of course. Holly Williams joins us now. Holly, what is the way out? How do they resolve this? Well, it won't be easy, Scott, because the two sides are entrenched. The protesters say they won't leave until the president's removed from office, but he is clearly determined to stay on. So the two sides may have agreed to a truce tonight, but last night they both showed they're willing to use violence to get what they want. Holly Williams in Kiev. Thanks, Holly. Now, here's what this is all about. Oh. Ukraine is in the middle. <laughs> oh, He's hold, on. Tell us. hold on. Let me, let me get my pen. Here it comes. Get your pen out. This is what it's all about. <laughs> and he's going to do it in one minute. Great. Okay. Full of a tug of war. It borders Russia and the European Union. Ukraine was about to sign a cooperation agreement with the EU, but under Russian pressure, the Ukrainian president sided with Moscow. Oh, hold That's on. What tri- hold on. That's a lie, by the way. That's a total lie. Now, I'll finish your clip, and then i got to respond to that. ...the protests. But anger against President Yankovich has been building for years. He imprisoned his top rival on dubious charges. In 2012, his party won an election that monitors said was rigged. Not to mention the fact that the economy is a wreck. President Obama sounded off on the crisis today. Chief White House correspondent Major Garrett is with the president, who's on a trade mission stop, in stop, Mexico. Stop, 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 stop. I hate to make you go back up, but uh, I've listened to this a million times to hear what he says. And the economy is, and he uses a word I I can't I cannot understand what he says. Oh, I thought he, um, I thought it's his shambles. Be his charges in 2012. His party won an election that monitors said was rigged. Not to mention the fact that the economy is a wreck. It's a wreck. It's a wreck. No, it, it, that can't be it. Why would he say the economy is a wreck? Because uh, he's... And it's, uh, it sounds like he's mumbling something else. I... Is erect? Maybe <laughs> erect? It sounded like a wreck. I'm telling you, I can't... Uh, you, you've heard it. I, why? why thought it said shambles. Well, I equated wreck to shambles. I, I don't hear wreck, but I mean, I hear... Really? Really? Well, I hear a wreck. A wreck. In 2012, his party won an election that monitors said was rigged. Not to mention the fact that the economy is a wreck. Is a wreck. President is Obama wreck. sounded off on the crisis today. Yeah, Chief White House okay. correspondent Major Garrett is with. Wait a minute. Uh, did he? Now, now you've got me second guessing. Did he say Obama signed off on the, on this? Whoa! Hold on a second. What am I hearing? Obama sounded off on the oh, crisis today. Off. Chief White House correspondent Major Garrett is with the president. What did he do? Like a Occupy Wall Street sound check? Mike check, Mike check, sounding off. Who's on a trade mission in Mexico tonight, Major? Scott, President Obama urged Ukrainian President Yanukovych to keep the military out of this conflict, pull back his riot police, and negotiate a role for opposition leaders in a new unity government. We expect uh, the Ukrainian government uh, to show restraint. Uh, to not resort to violence in dealing with uh, peaceful protesters. Uh, We've said that we also expect peaceful uh, protesters to remain peaceful. Uh, And we'll be monitoring very carefully the situation, uh, uh, recognizing that along with our European partners and the international community, there will be consequences uh, if people step over the line. What line? The red line. The White House has warned Yanukovych that if the bloodshed does not end, it will slap economic sanctions on a wide array of financial transactions. Actions. A senior official described reports of a truce between the government and protesters as a glimmer of hope. But Scott, the White House says it intends to keep up the diplomatic pressure. Major. 
Wow. Okay. By the way, that 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 report from the Ministry of Truth of the United well, tell States. Us what you should think? Oh. Well. Okay. So first of all, I love the fact that the entire world was watching Europe, watching Kiev on television. I, I'm sure you got the the live stream, and that that was really that was a very surreal moment. I thought. Yeah. Because there was not, you know, it was it was everyone's watching the live stream on the internet. Okay. So what we have here is exactly what was promised. The rubble, well, it's not really the rubbleization, but Ukraine is now going to be split in two. It's big. You know, we have almost 25% of the people uh, speak Russian. Uh, Putin, by the way, that is a lie. He did not give this, uh, hand out some ultimatum, like either you go with us or you go with them. In fact, quite the opposite. He He specifically asked for non-exclusivity and to, um, is it tripartite? Is that what you call it? What's the uh, tripartite arrangement? T-R-I-P-A-R-T-I-T-E? Tripartite? Tripartite? Well, three-party arrangement. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he said a three-party arrangement. Not not just us or, you know, my way or the highway. That's just not true. No, but that's the way we like to think. Yeah, well, yeah, no, this, this is complete propaganda. Um, this is a huge embarrassment to Putin. That's what this is about. Oh yeah, I'm, it's all about Putin. Well, let's just let's just look until at, we get Snowden back, then things will be fine. So look at what we're doing. So, uh, Putin, you hate gays, ah, you gay hater. Uh, we're embarrassing you at the Olympics by you know with an, another week to go, and you know you can't really go and sending your troops to Kiev right now. Right, and um, the Russian hockey team lost. The Russian hockey team lost. We staged, literally staged, a pussy riot whipping, which was actors. <laughs> it was, it was act- I do have that. that yeah, clip. yeah. It was, well, we'll play the. It was actors. You know, so <laughs> we'll make it look like you beat up hot punk chicks. Oh, by the way, we're gonna buy your Ukrainian-founded WhatsApp with Facebook. Screw you on that too. We're blaming Syria's, uh, you know, the the Geneva Two Protocol failing on you. I think I think it's amazing that Putin hasn't just gone over and punched somebody in the face. Yeah, he's really put up with a lot. And, but you know, but there's interesting. He's got Snowden. He's got Snowden, but there's some really interesting things happening. Um, I see Germany, uh, or let's let's say specifically Berlin and uh, and Moscow. Uh, you know, uh, President Obama has not spoken with Putin, but Merkel has. And they're both saying, yes, we're going to, you know, we're trying to uh, work on restraint. And people have to look at where Ukraine is on the map. You know, this is not just Ukraine. We've got Poland, we've got um, uh, uh, Germany, we've got all these, uh, all these countries in this particular I, I region. I something here to interrupt you. Yeah. Why, why, why they, interrupt when me? When he threw the map up of the world map. Yeah. He showed the Ukraine, and he showed all these little bordering countries. Yeah, and the one, the, but there was a dark one right above the Ukraine. He, 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 Belarus. And they were all labeled except for Georgia. Oh, this is just Georgia. Conveniently yeah. left Georgia. Oh, who cares? Because, off because the what, map. What I'm seeing, John, is this is from the American NATO side. I think it's really more NATO than U.S. and EU. We now are going to create the new East and West Berlin, except it's not going to be in Germany. It's actually going to be on Russia's border. And it and we've moved we're going to move our our borders of NATO half you know halfway through Ukraine, and there will be no other buffer. And this is 
very egregious what is taking place. And quite honestly, I think I made a mistake. We, but I'll, I'll call it my job. I was not paying attention to Skull and Bones John Kerry. This guy, all of a sudden, it feels like the neocons have just jumped right into the State Department or running the whole thing. If you listen to the difference between Kerry, who seems to be running all the shows now in Syria, in Ukraine, and Obama, it feels like Obama was caught off guard. I don't think he, he didn't have some grand statement with all the flags behind him. He was sitting in a chair, kind of like he's at a Starbucks. Like, uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Here's Kerry. Russia needs to be a part of the solution and not be contributing so many more weapons and so much more aid that they're, in fact, enabling Assad to double down. I'm sorry, that was the Syria clip. Ah, messed that one up. Um, here's Obama, who, of course, was in uh, Mexico with the uh, North American Union. Uh, his uh, entire mission there is to um, strengthen support for the Trans-Pacific Trans Partnership, which intends to fill some of the unhappy holes in NAFTA. Um, so he And he was just there just for one day, just trying to get the, the Mexicans and the Canadians on board. Uh, but, you know, we, always, we, we love on, on the No Agenda show to listen how people deny something when they really mean that is the truth. So let me uh, give an example. No, I did not steal the cookies. Is that a good example? Uh, I like it. <laughs> I don't know if it's the best example in the world, but it's a good one. Well, I had one the other day, which we couldn't do on the show, but it was a woman talking about, uh, yeah, I'm all for this idea while she was shaking, shaking her, her head, head back no, and right. forth. Well, the president actually, he said something that no one asked him. No one brought this particular phrase up uh but he just said it as in in an, in a denying negative way which to me meant yeah that's exactly what you're doing uh, i i do think and this is by the way a question when he was in mexico trying to do something completely different so th i think this was annoying to him that this popped up it is uh, worth noting that you have uh, in this situation one country that has clearly uh, been a client state of uh, Russia, uh, another whose government has currently been supported by Russia, where the people obviously uh, have a very different view and vision for their country. Uh, and we've now seen uh, a great deal of turmoil there uh, that arose organically from within those countries. Oh, organically. Uh, I don't think there's a competition between the United States and Russia. I think this is uh, a, an expression of the hopes and aspirations of people inside of Syria and people inside of the Ukraine. So now listen very carefully what he's saying. First, he's denying that this is some kind of proxy war with Russia, which is exactly what it is. Then he's, even though the question was not about Syria, he connects Syria and Ukraine together. The only connection there is, of course, Russia. Who recognize that basic freedoms. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and they need basic freedoms. The people of Ukraine want basic freedoms and democracy and, and be able to love who they want to. Freedom of speech, freedom of assembly. Right to bear arms. Free elections. Uh -huh. The ability to run a business without paying a bribe. <laughs> like America. Not be discriminated against because of your religion uh, or Sexuality. Uh, your beliefs. Uh, that those are fundamental rights that everybody wants to enjoy. 
Now, Mr. Putin has a different view on many of those issues. Uh, and I don't think that there's any secret on that. Wow. Mr. So it's not about Russia. But Mr. Putin clearly disagrees with freedom of speech, with uh, starting a business without having to pay bribes, without you know letting you uh, be yourself, freedom to assembly. Seriously, Mr. President? Uh, and you know, our approach as the United States is not to see these as some Cold War chessboard in which uh, uh, we're, we're in competition with Russia. Our- he can't even say the phrase without stuttering after it. It's exactly what he means. It is exactly what it is, an old war chessboard of Cold War. And in this place, I'm, I really, I missed it. But I think the, you know, the Skull and Bones, which of course is, this is the club that George W. Bush belonged to. It's the Yaleys. They're connected the Yaleys. to, they're connected to Carlisle Group. So there's economic hitmen all over the place. Um, Newland, uh, Newland's husband is one of the original Project for New uh, American Century authors. This is this has always been the idea. Well, that explains the Newland uh, anomaly, which is what I could I'd call right, it when right, I first noticed right, that right. she was married to this guy. Yeah. It makes no sense. You know, the funny thing is, is oh, that- by the way, I want to uh, correct myself. The, the little part of the of the uh, map they left off was Belarus, not Belar- Georgia. That's Georgia's what- down south of. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was Belarus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so we are in as far as I'm concerned, this tipping point, and 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 let's just evaluate some more pieces on the on the board that isn't the chessboard. We have the uh, the main uh, the Freedom Party, which is run by the kickboxer Klitsch, Klitschko. And he's, uh, he's he's a boxer, not a kickboxer. I think he also does. I think he also does kickboxing. I, mean, I could I be wrong. I think that was his brother. Right, it's brothers. Brother. Um, well, they are brothers. Yeah, they're brothers. Yeah. yeah. The other one was a kickboxer. Very few people realize, but he was actually the international champion for a while. And um, uh, they're stationed in oh gee uh, Germany. We've got Angela communicating. With uh, uh, with Putin, here is uh, here's what here's what they really want, and with they I mean um, the West, including us. And this is a report from uh, from Ukraine. This is kind of like the Ukraine Russian propaganda radio station in English, but it's very clear what what they're going after. The Ukrainian Democratic Alliance for Reform (UDAR), led by opposition MP Vitaly Klitschko, has issued a statement demanding an early presidential election. Having deliberately provoked bloodshed, the authorities crossed the line. So the new election is what they want. Even though the election, uh, there's, there's going to be an election one year from now. They want an election now. And the monitors, I'm not quite sure how that turned up in your report, but in 2010, uh, every, in 2012, everyone signed off on um, on the elections, the international monitors. So this is it's just a lot of lying going on. And we yeah, need, it's weird. And we need to sell this. How do we, if we want to sell something to the public? What is uh? uh do you need to get that? Go on. <laughs> uh, if you, when we work in the United States government, when we want to sell something to the people, I'm just going to see if John knows what we typically do. Who do we call? You've got something going on, and you need a distraction. 
You call Clooney and say, Clooney, go to the film festival in Berlin. You know, we'll, we'll let you come and show that movie at the White House, which is being universally panned by the critics. Sorry. Uh, could you say something about uh, Ukraine there, George? The Klitschko brothers we're friends with. We've known them since the Oceans film. And we oh. see them <laughs> often and uh, and keep in touch sometimes, and I oh. like them both very much. <laughs> but I was also aware of Yulia Tymoshenko and the fact that she really hasn't committed any crime and she's been placed in jail sort of as a political prisoner. And I, it just seems like it gets lost in all of the shuffle of news and it's not talked about. So I just wanted to show some support for that. I think that the protesters are having a very difficult time, and I know that they're having some hooligans on their side that are also making it more difficult. So it's going to be, again, a very long struggle, but I find it to be uh, an important one to at least point out that the people are hoping for their own self-determination. George Clooney. George Clooney. George Clooney. Is a spy. <laughs> okay, where did you get that? Uh, that was also on the Ukrainian radio. Good. The Clooney huh? commentary? Yeah. It's a record- uh, as opposed to George Clooney is a spy? Oh, <laughs> no, the commentary. <laughs> I, if only they played that on the Ukrainian radio, that would be funny. Um, so th- I, I find this, what happened, uh, because this was pure embarrassment, they could have waited, and, by, and everything is exactly what the call said, by the way. Biden called uh, the president, gave him an attaboy, rub on the head. How how incredible is that, that Biden, even after it was exposed that he was being used as a little puppet to give an attaboy, that he does it? I I wouldn't do it. If if that had been exposed in that phone call by Newland, that I'm just some some monkey boy who's called in to dance and, and call the guy because you know, the president's too big to call him, our president? Uh, they, I think that was an error that they, they that the Newland, that, that was revealed. Uh, about... Um, Biden. Biden. I don't. Th- I don't think it matters. I don't think anyone. No, obviously that's the point. I mean, yeah. that's the real insult. <laughs> exactly. It's not that he did it. <laughs> yeah. It's that they don't give a crap. They don't give a crap about, about him. him. Yeah. Um, for them to do this now, with you know, still this last week of uh, Putin did not want this. I'm sure of it. He doesn't want this crap going on during the Olympics. That's his moment. Yeah. Um, so this is really... I'm telling you, I, I think this isn't going to end well. No, he is going to do some nasty stuff after this. He he can only put up with so much of this. He's going to let the Olympics get over. Going to give it a couple of weeks, probably around the uh, six week cycle time, or maybe thereafter. It might distract from the cycle, mm. and he's going to do something nasty. Well, first, what he will have to do is, in the middle of the night, he's if we keep up, you know, funding the the crazy radicals and this this may truly spin into some kind of it may spin out of control it almost feels a little bit like it i don't know who's in control right now they're supposed to be Shoot a truce each other now yeah they're supposed to be a truce but everyone they're killing each other exactly um uh, i the only th- he he will have to send in russian troops in the middle of the night and clean this up very very quickly af- after the olympics and you know we'll, we'll see what happens from there but I don't. I don't. We're not going to. If he sends in Russian troops in the middle of the night, which is the way he'd do it, mm-hmm. he's done this before. Yes. Uh, and he has to be careful because we got we got eyeballs everywhere. Yeah. Well, it doesn't even matter. It, we'll we'll make it look like he's bad. It doesn't matter what. Whatever the case is, is that he's going to come in, and we're not going to be able to do anything about it. No. Oh, absolutely not. But I think it's what we want. I think this is. You think you think we want him to come marching in? Yes, I, I believe this is a. Provo- That's an interesting theory. I believe it's a pure provocation, so that we can make him look even worse. 
Well, there were some ele- elements of that in the Georgia conflict. Which was started by Georgia, I'd like to remind everybody. Everyone thinks that Russia started that, but it's right. been universally admitted. And I believe it because it was our goading yeah. and fancy websites, Yes, as you recall. Yeah. Um, hmm. And then also... Okay, it's possible. And then also Venezuela, is, uh, which is all, another Russian ally, is, is being annoyed. Maybe we can put it that way, right? Actually, the Venezuela situation is quite interesting and entertaining. What do you uh, What do you have on it? What are you learning? Well, I mean, they're, 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 it, they're, this is going to turn over the government. I don't think the Ukrainian thing will. Maybe it will, but it's going to be very violent. The, the thing going on in uh, Venezuela, especially with this guy who's who's the opponent who t- turned himself into the police to show that uh, to become a martyr, uh, a martyrized, imprisoned. Uh, you know, right. Kind of taking on the Mandela type of uh, approach, right? Maduro. Um, he, uh, th- th- I think the Venezuelan thing is we we can't do too many of these things at once, and I don't think I think we we, well, we used to have some control done. I, I think we're we've kind of set the thing going, but I don't think we're we're that involved. I think it'll just be natural. It'll probably be a better a better turnout, a better result in this mess that we've created. <laughs> a better Ukraine. turnout. Be more, we'll sell more tickets. I, the Ukrainian thing is like, it, I think it's just typical when we meddle too much. We got Newland down there handing out cookies. We got the economic yeah. hitman's girlfriend going back and forth. We I, have, I, I, th- uh, I think that, that this, so it, this was provocation and this was pushing at a, and I'm not quite sure why it had to be done right now because this now it's personal. Well, I think it had to be done right now because we got to do everything we can. To, we really went after the Olympics. I mean, it seems like petty, but I still personally still think it's got more to do with Snowden than anything yeah. else. It has you know, the pipelines and all of the right. train and all the rest of well, it. Well, I, I looked at the Snowden angle again, and I was thinking there's a number of us. So let's say so. Putin, is, it's, it's his move. He, he's going to have to make a move. By the way, there's also Iran. You know, Iran is they've 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 stopped the Iran Pakistan pipeline. Uh, so this, these are all Russia's allies. The only one we really haven't messed with that much yet is China. But I think that's coming too. And I think I see Kerry already shaking a stick. And 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 I'll say and I, I'll take it back to these skull, skull and bones guys. Look, Kerry's dumb. The guy's dumb as wood. He's a, he's a, he's truly a moron in in my mind. And I've and I did you watch that? climate change speech by him in Jakarta, in Terrible. Indonesia. I, I, I had to pull some clips because the man is not well in the, in the head. He's truly insane. And he, he really has visions of grandeur. He thinks he's doing a state of the union and there's like 20 Indonesian kids. It sounds like he's doing a state of the union. Oh, but the things he's saying, we have to listen to the science clip about how he explains science, but... I, I truly think that something's happened, John. Something happened within. Something happened. So, no, I got a job. No, but some, there's strings being pulled, and Kerry is is the facilitator within the State Department. I don't think Obama has this under control. I seriously do not. This is just no. Well, he, I think your point that you made that the best point you've made is that. In fact, he was caught off guard about the uh, Ukrainian situation. It had to be; it was seated in a wooden wood paneled room, yeah. ad libbing, yeah. 
when, in fact, uh, when you see him standing in front of six, seven flags, six, it was always six flags? Six, six flags, yeah. Always standing in front of six flags with his little, comes to the podium and, and makes some supposed off-the-cuff comments from his uh, teleprompters, then you know he's in, you know, he's got, he's in, in on it. This thing here was ludicrous. So we have Ukraine, we have Syria, which essentially John Kerry, our representative, the Geneva two blew up after he started saying, oh, no, I'm sorry, Geneva one protocols are still in place. That means Assad has to go after Putin actually saved Obama's ass on that whole deal with the weapons, with, with, the, with, the, with the chemical weapons. And, right. and this is this is what they get in return. And the Wall Street Journal now, um, I think this was a report on MSNBC. I can't read the Wall Street Journal because of the firewall, the paywall, the the, the, the whatever. And Just I, put the uh, headline into your browser and you'll find the article someplace else. Well, I think it's funnier when you get MSNBC telling you, reading it for you. That's much easier. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Skull and Bones guys are running this operation, too. Wall Street Journal is reporting that the administration is revisiting plans, ranging from expanding efforts to train and equip the moderate rebels, to even setting up no-fly zones, you which could. they had said was something that, at the time, back in last August and September, was something that would never be on the table. Meanwhile, assistance could include paying salaries to some of the rebel forces and providing more <laughs> transportation and intelligence. Hey, you want a ride? <laughs> and we'll give them 10 10 an hour. Minimum wage. Your salary's there as government contractors and a no-fly zone? Wow! You can't do that with Russia. Russia runs the port there. You can't just set up a no-fly zone. That's a, This is act of war. I think that's just an idle threat. I think I don't know why they said that, why it was brought up in the conversation. I do not believe they will do it. Because you're, you're right. That's exactly the problem, what you just said. This is Russia's port. They're not going to have a no-fly zone over anything they do unless you want to jet shot down. Right. So, so what they they make the idle threat of the no fly zone, but then make a very realistic threat of some transportation. I don't know, metro bendy bus. I don't know what they're sending down there, but paying salaries. That's ludicrous. <laughs> I, I wonder who leaked that information. It was a mistake. Uh, uh, so Kerry's talking about sanctions on uh, everybody. <laughs> Kiev burns, Russia and Germany talk together. Mm, this this feels very very East and West Berliny to me. Well, the funny thing, I like the I, the theory, and I think it's interesting that uh, that you'd come up with that. Um, there's something screw. There's a there's a couple of screwy things about it. That's for sure. There's another aspect of the Ukraine that's kind of offbeat there's a little uh one of the states of the ukraine which is is at the very southernmost tip mm-hmm. is called uh, the republic of the crimea mm-hmm. and it's and i never heard of it until i heard this report on uh, on france van cat once you play this and it's kind of interesting uh let me just crimea see. republic, republic? Okay. yeah Roger. Months. What do they talk about when they're there behind closed doors? We don't know. I would bet you a pretty penny that a lot of it is about Ukraine and what's going on there right now. Um, we have some Kremlin advisors, some pretty top-notch people that we never 
talk about. A guy named Sergei Glazyev. Let me put his name out there. We've never mentioned his name, I don't think, on air. Uh, big Kremlin advisor. He called, actually, indirectly on Ukraine's leaders in an interview, a recent interview, in the Russian press uh, for uh, Yanukovych to crack down on the opposition demonstrators, basically saying what we haven't heard Putin say explicitly. This guy has Putin's ear. The Republic of Crimea. You've, have you ever heard of that? It's uh, on the Black Sea coast. Auto autonomous region. Well, it, it's basically... Uh, a region of southern Ukraine that is two-thirds Russian. It's part of Ukraine, part of Ukrainian territory. There have been stirrings of separatist talk in Crimea. Now, a lot of people say far-fetched. It's not going to happen. Territorial integrity is very important to Ukraine. Uh, but the fact they're talking about it also sort of shows that there's stirrings, Russian nationalist stirrings on Ukrainian territory. These people see the protests as a clear and present danger uh, to their very well-being on Ukrainian territory. Crimea, we don't talk about it that much. And I don't, I think it's a lot more than that. This is if, of course, it's ludicrous to think that all of Ukraine wants to, the freedoms and democracy of the EU. Bullcrap. These people, they're not stupid. They know what goes on. They're, they're, these are educated people, and, they, and they're, they're like Occupy Wall Street, except they do something and, and, and fight. Which is kind of disgusting when you think about it, how our president was you know, arresting and making sure Occupy Wall Street people were arrested until they completely you know hijacked the whole movement but when you talk about it in other countries oh no that's just for democracy and the people want to be part of the west bull crap i i want texas to be part of russia right now that sounds a lot more fun <laughs> <laughs> i want putin would be a great president he seems like an okay dude <laughs> Play the they, they brought up a point. Play the my pussy riot in Sochi clip because there's a little commentary where the girl from Pussy Riot goes on and on about something, and I'm thinking she's obviously never been to the United States. At the Winter Olympics, a protest against Russian President Putin drew a violent response today in Sochi. Cossack militiamen with horsewhips beat and manhandled members of the punk group Pussy Riot as they tried to perform. At least one person was bloodied, but police made no arrests. Later, the performance artists did manage to stage a show and insisted they won't be silenced. In the countries of Europe and the United States, there is no real understanding of what is going on here in our country. There is no security for those who express the civil political position. These people might be beaten. Some are raped at police stations, killed or put into jail regularly. Our goal is to tell the truth about that as loud as we can. All right, let me, uh, let me play my Pussy Riot clip, which does not have an interview of this propagandist who clearly works for Amnesty International. And you need to see this video in, well, in its well, entirety. Question, before you play it, the question I have to ask is, when she her description of, that people get thrown into jail, they get beaten, and all, it, it, I can find that like right off the top of my head. I can start looking this up on the internet, and we can find places right now where people are getting by the police department being beaten up, yeah, tased, thrown into jail, tased, or tased, or worse. I've got a, Which, a clip for later. But but, the, but, but think about how ludicrous this is when you see so. The whole video, and this was, these are actors. Cossacks with horse whips? Yeah, really? did you see what these, these are like? These I watched this thing. Ha it was half like, the guys didn't have the right costume. One guy <laughs> had ludicrous. One guy had camo pants. And, and so people are upset because you see at one point this guy has a whip. And he, he, and I have to say, he hits the pussy riot girl pretty hard. On the butt. Yes. We, however, like to 
uh, shoot 10,000 volts of electricity through our uh, drunks. Uh, so who is the, uh, the horrible person here, if this is indeed true? It, 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 and then they're pushing him around, they're yelling, they don't arrest him, and then they walk away. It, it, this, it, it was like a bad high school play. Members of bad. the Russian punk band Pussy Riot told USA Today... And, and we discussed this, how beautiful the whole idea of Pussy Riot is, because you don't recognize these girls. It's, it's the outfit. It's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, they have, they have uh, ski masks on. So as long as you have uh, a neon ski mask and, you know, then you're and a pussy. You could be pussy right. take the masks off? Well, they, they were pulling one off at one point. Sports, they were beaten with whips by Woo. Cossack military members. Cos- they don't think that... The, can you find Cossack Cos- military? I looked. There's not I know, even... I, I can't. It's, it's an old term that yeah. somebody said, hey, I have an idea. Let's have the Cossacks. Come Wait. Who's the Cossacks? Call, no, call up to Petaluma. Leo's probably got some of those crazy hats. You know, the ones with the red on top. That's great. We can use those. This was acted. Outside a downtown Sochi restaurant Wednesday, Russia Today got it on film. According to the... Conveniently, Russia got Today... Got it on film. This is there, when, and it's the beautiful Sochi backdrop. I mean, this whole thing was perfectly staged. The Associated Press, six group members, five women and one man, had put on their signature ski masks and were pulling out a guitar and microphone when at least 10 Cossacks and other security officials moved in. One Cossack appeared to use pepper spray. Oh, yeah, that was another good one. So he sprays, like, a miracle grow at her, and then she forgets that she has to be in severe pain, and then she waits, and go, oh, 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 but n- nothing like actual pepper spray. Well, you're down on the ground. If you get pepper sprayed, you're stopping. She just well, it was, you know, it, it was miracle grow. Another whipped several group members while others ripped off their masks and threw their guitar into a garbage can. <laughs> the group's attorney told USA Today Sports by phone that three members of the group had been hospitalized after the attack. Bullcrap. None of, they were just standing there. They didn't have to go to the hospital. Pussy Riot had chosen that location to film for a music video. Yeah. All right. Very good. Very That's good. That's why they had the cameras running. Amnesty International. Good job. Very good. And I have, we got to talk about our NGOs. But I just, for those of you living outside of the United States of Gitmo Nation. Yeah. yeah you probably, yes, you saw Keith, Keith, Keith Burning. Uh, live on television, and Europe was interested in this. You know, this is Yugoslavia. We've seen balkanization before of these kinds of states, so this is nothing new. It's unfortunate that it has to happen again and that we're behind most of it. So what do we do in America? Uh, let me think. Oh, yeah, no, I know. Oh. news. Let's get right to the breaking news this hour. A new terror alert that could affect millions of airline passengers in the United States and around the world. The U.S. government has now issued a warning about the possibility of shoe bonds. Our chief national security. (laughs) Okay. This is clutching at straws to the extreme. We had the toothpaste bomb. Yeah. I was was thinking of this in a more of a meta way. And the uh, shoe bomb is a. First, it was you're right, the toothpaste bomb, which was a week ago because that was just before Sochi began. Sochi's been running for a little over a week now. And now, right in the middle of Sochi, we've got these uh, the shoe bomb. And I've I've thought about this uh, because we're we're a couple of weeks away from the th- six week cycle mm-hmm. 
and they've been fine-tuning it on us to the point where they've, they've had dual events that of lesser importance in the last two events. Right, they had a, right. Know, so one they, thing at an airport, and, something, yeah. somewhere. So there's this, all this stuff going on. So, they, so I'm going to assume they're going to have two events again. And I think what they do a lot of research. If I'm doing this, I am doing focus groups. I'm doing research. I'm doing analysis. I'm doing polls. And I think that they were getting – I think there was – I'm just guessing – they were getting some feedback. Is what are what are the if, what are they doing to protect us? Because the answer to that is apparently nothing. Right. So now I I believe we're going to see on almost a weekly or or at least a, a ten day cycle something like this to show that we're actively involved in protecting the public. And there's something um, relatively new about this quote unquote breaking news that I the minute I saw it I was like oh my god. Uh, and I think you can hear it in this clip. Listen to the background, because the video was running continuously on all the screens in the in the Brolf studio. Uh, see if you can hear it in the background. What what the uh, what the subconscious mind programming is that's going on here? Correspondent Jim Shudo, he's got the details. What do we know? Well, this is a new warning. It's issued directly to airlines, and our understanding that it's based on new intelligence gathered by the U.S. and other countries, indicating terror groups have been working on new shoe bomb designs. This affects overseas flights coming into the U.S. Okay, you hear it? It is already TSA. No. What they're sh- okay, you're hearing explosions. What they're showing. Is they're showing an airplane test explosion. They're showing uh, cars exploding. They're they're showing just explosions that uh, apparently now you're supposed to make the connection between... uh, Actually, there's a shoe hanging in the shot, and then the shoe explodes, John. I kid you not. This is this is a what the shoe? yes a shoe policy for passengers yes. to take off their shoes going to security checkpoints to be X-rayed. A law enforcement official said that passengers, as a result of this new warning, may notice additional searches, including explosive uh, detection swabs. Rewinding now, the reel. To be clear, there is no specific threat or plot known. And hey, listen, I love this. They do this on all the reports. I got two of these reports myself. And all the reports, they, they, they say this exact same. It's as though they're told to give this disclaimer. Let me, uh, what, you, what is it, new shoe bomb? Is that your report? Uh, let's see, I got a couple of them. I got the CBS one, which would be official. Uh, and then I have a PBS one somewhere in there, too. But you can play the CBS one. You'll There's the another thing. developing story tonight, a warning about a possible terrorist plot, a warning to U.S. airlines. Wyatt Andrews has been looking into this. The Department of Homeland Security has directed airlines with flights inbound to the United States to be on alert for explosives, possibly hidden in shoes, liquids, or cosmetics. I ask you a question. If this is... so. <clears throat> If this is something that's happening overseas, why is it only the Department of Homeland Security? Shouldn't this be CIA or some other agency involved if it's foreign actors? I think they have this. this, uh, They have that in their portfolio, you think? I'm sure they do. Sources emphasize this is a general warning, not one based on a specific threat, (laughs) and that the alert has been issued in an abundance of caution. An abundance of caution. Be safe, citizens. Hold on a second. This is nothing but an abundance of caution. Do not be alarmed. However, your shoes may explode as well as your toothpaste. Do not be alarmed. This is just abundance of caution. Resume normal activity. 
Screening for shoe-based explosives has been routine at airports since 2001, when Richard Reed tried to detonate a shoe bomb on a flight from Paris to Miami. He's now serving three life terms without parole, but terrorist groups are still trying to perfect that kind of attack. Now, is this uh, going to lead to the only guy who knows how to do this, the secret bomb maker? Is that uh, is that the No, lead-in? curiously. Oh. That's, t- now, somebody screwed up. That's a good point. I didn't think of that either. That's the guy they who should still, have. Yeah. That's where it should have led. Budget sources say those terror groups have recently stepped up the discussion of shoe bombs to the point where officials <laughs> felt the need to inform the airlines. Hey, Mohammed, how are your shoes doing? Oh, you know my shoes. <laughs> they, my shoes, they're very tight. I like them. could make my foot blow off. <laughs> I have a blister that's about to blow. This is really, maybe you should prick it. Just two weeks ago, the airlines faced a similar warning that focused on possible explosives in liquids or in toothpaste tubes. But that alert centered on flights inbound toward Russia and possibly the Olympics. This new alert, Scott, is for the United States and is not thought connected to the Olympics. All right, let's the li- Olympics again. Yeah, yeah. Let's listen to the uh, the. It, it says news ho bomber, so I guess that's news news shoe bomber. A new warning has gone out to airlines over possible bombs in shoes. The Department of Homeland Security issued the alert but declined today to give details of the threat. It's unclear if this is related to earlier warnings about explosives hidden in toothpaste or liquids on flights to Russia. Okay. So th- and, and, of course, there's no actual statement or anything on the Department of Homeland Security website, which I always find to be a, a complete I, I disservice. Our credit. They did do the read without any reporting, which is like, <laughs> just, at least they got it out of the way without bullcrap. I want to take you back to Brolf, uh, just because it really shows you the level of mind control programming that is being thrust upon the poor citizens of the world, but primarily the United States. And again, listen to the background. An intelligence official told me this, quote, An intelligence official, unnamed source. This threat is not specific or credible enough to require a specific response. But be afraid! The DHS often issues alerts out of an abundance of caution. Now, I spoke with CNN terrorism analyst Peter Bergen to get an understanding of what kind of groups would be capable of this, and here's what he said. The DHS um, warning is nonspecific, but... The universe of people who have desire and capability is not large. It's Al-Qaeda and Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. It's Al-Qaeda. I love Al-Qaeda. And so whenever you want something serious in American news, you bring on a Brit. Bring on a Brit who can't pronounce Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda and Al-Qaeda in the Republic. Al-Qaeda in Yemen. Al-Qaeda in Yemen. Continues to put underwear bombs on planes. Really? The Al- Al-Qaeda in Yemen continues to put underwear bombs on the plane? They're continuing? <laughs> Apparently. Hey, let me show me your underwear. Continues to try and put cartridge bombs on planes. I don't know nothing of they're continuing to put cartridge bombs on planes. I, they, I don't know this. There's been no well, alert. Why don't they grab some of these bombs and then make yeah. a big deal out of it yeah. like they did the last yeah, time? Yeah, that's crazy. And I love the little this yell- guy in the background yelling. <laughs> They're showing Al Qaeda training. Yeah, on the monkey bars. They're using the old footage of the monkey bars again. They're using old B roll yes. from the from yes. the two thousand two yes. era. Yes, yes. 
Now, you remember only two weeks ago, there was another warning uh, regarding terrorists attempting to use toothpaste tubes to conceal explosives. That tied specifically to flights from the U.S. to the Olympics in Sochi. And you know, Wolf, this is a path that terror groups have been interested in for some time, going all the way back to 2001. You'll remember Richard Reed, who tried this then. Uh, and it's something that US, U.S. intelligence agencies have been focusing on. They want to know if the terrorists are trying to find a new way to do this. They believe they are. So here's a case uh, where out of an abundance of of caution. They are sharing this information as widely as possible. going to say abundance of caution? Well, that was in the talking points. Abundance of caution. This is all about abundance of caution. That's a show Everybody title, by the it. way. Abundance of caution. Write it down. Uh, doesn't mean that they know a group has this capability now or is going to use it now. So they don't even know if a group has the capability. But, uh, wait a minute. I just I just heard that the, there was talk about escalated talk about shoes. They don't. They, what? Uh, but it does mean they know that they're trying this kind of thing, and they, you know they want to be careful. Is there any? indication it's linked to the the timing of it to sochi <laughs> wow good good read bro there's no wow. indication of that and, and as i mentioned we had this toothpaste bombing that was linked specifically to this this is linked only to that intelligence intelligence that they've been working on new designs there is no ah, intelligence new designs uh, apparently we now have G- jimmy 3.1 jimmy jimmy chu Explosive shoes, pumps, <laughs> Prada. Particular target in mind or date in mind. And we're talking about flights. It is, after all, London Fashion Week. Originating overseas and coming to the United that's States. That's right. And that's where passengers might notice additional measures. You know, those swabs they take to look for explosives res- residue on your, on your person or on your baggage. That's the kind of thing that passengers coming to the U.S. might see. So, so um, it, it, yeah. So I think whenever we talk about these kinds of things, we just always have to, you know, make sure we have explosions in the background about the new, the new, new, new design of the shoes, John. It's uh, they're really, they're really beautiful looking. These new design shoes. Let me mention something here, which is possibly this is maybe instigated by uh, one of these uh, creeps that runs these companies that manufacture product. Oh yeah. Uh, that uh, swab device, which I've seen in use at most American airports, they usually have a couple of them. Mm. I've never seen in Europe. Have you ever seen it there? Um, now, let me think for a second. I, um, well, Schiphol Airport, and of course, we have flown from Amsterdam to Austin via Atlanta multiple times. If it is a KLM flight... Uh, they only have a body scanner, but you can opt out, and they don't even put you through a metal detector. They just uh, do a pat-down on the spot. Really friendly. M- maybe 20 seconds. Maybe too friendly. 20 seconds. No, I've complimented the, the Dutch. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, you know, the bag check is okay. If you fly on Delta, which is the KLM partner, it's basically the same flight with a shittier crew. Because the Dutch crew is a kind of nice. The America, oh, old, old grumpy. But don't they flight. share uh, flights? So they have uh, Sometimes, the same flight number. You get on a, yeah. a KLM or the same flight number. You get on a Delta. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta know what it is. Which if, is which? Yeah, you, you can mess it up seriously badly. You want the KLM flight. So if you leave Amsterdam on the Delta flight, then they do an interview. But it, the the security screening is exactly the same, and I have never seen a swab uh, machine. Ah, this is the sell swab machines to the idiots in Europe. <laughs> no, those things can't be cheap. I, I like your idea of the setup for the six-week cycle better. It makes that makes more sense. Yeah, I know, but follow the money. These swab machines mm-hmm. are a great thing to sell to these guys. Yeah, this is true.
You swab the shoes. You must swab all shoes. What, you don't have one of these machines? Ah, (laughs) Order one today. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know what? It's my mission to make sure we get done on time today, so I would like to... Even after a three and a half hour show last, so yeah. we hit, we're sitting around the dinner table and so we come up with this idea. I, I it's either an idea or a threat. I'm not sure which. Which is uh, one of these days, we 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 do our show, and but we don't end it two hours and forty five minutes. We just keep talking. We don't end it three hours and a half. We just keep talking, and we go as long as we can, possibly twelve hours. With one extremely long show. Really? And then well, we, I mean, it's just, a, it's just an idea. And then we go on vacation for a week after that? <laughs> no, no, we go to bed. <laughs> okay. It, what, what would the possible outcome be? What would the outcome be? I mean, what, or what is the thinking behind it? Uh, just people, something people can look forward to. It would be like a promotion. I guess it would be kind of like a promotion. Like a wacky radio promotion. Those guys are saying, it's rock till you drop night here on No Agenda. I don't know if we do 12 hours of material, but sometimes we have a lot where we're in excess. Not always. What might be good is to do 12 hours, but then revisit all the stuff that we've discussed. We continue to get new people into the show who will say things like, I can't believe you didn't talk about that. And it's, of course, we we probably spent four, five, six weeks on, on a topic that they bring up, but it was two years ago. Yeah, no, we talk about a lot of the stuff people are wondering about, but we've talked about it months ago, and sometimes you're right, a, a year ago or more. Yeah, we have we have to learn how to revisit that and, and remind uh, people about. Yeah, I think it's I important. Don't know that it's important. I'd rather have people bitching and then just say, "Hey, we talked about it over here." <laughs> go listen to all 592 of them and find out well, where they, it is. No. Yeah. Anyway, go back forever. Anyway, so I hope to do two and a half hours today. And with that, I'll say thank you for your courage. And in the morning to you, John C. Dvorak. Well, in the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all the ships at sea, boots on the ground, feet in the air, subs in the water. All the dames, all the knights out there. (laughs) And to all of our human resources in the chat room, noagendastream.com. Good to see y'all. Thanks uh, to our artist, Martin JJ, did it again for episode 592. NoAgendaArtGenerator.com. Looking forward to what will be submitted for today's episode. Uh, Always, always enjoying the... And make sure to keep our pictures out of it. Yeah, and or episode numbers so we can reuse them. Episode numbers are no good. Yeah, exactly. No good. Huge mistake. Yeah. And And don't steal the art. Yeah, that's another one. So we are running quickly towards episode, the show number 600, which will be big for us. And we are um, offering special executive producer titles for anyone who joins the 600 Club. And today we welcome a few new members. Sir Dr. Sharkey is at the top of this list, $600 from Jackson, Tennessee. Joni and Chachi. Uh, to celebrate the massive defeat to the UAW in my home state of Tennessee, I've decided to donate once again to the best podcast in the universe. Please deduce the entire workforce at Volkswagen for this. Mm-hmm. And how about some jobs, 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 mac and cheese life karma with some you will obey thrown in for your courage. Okie dokie. Sir, Dr. <laughs> You've been deduced. Jobs, jobs. Jobs and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. 
Brian House in uh, Bateau Bay, New South Wales, Australia, $600. Zooming back to Vienna from the land of money cockroaches. Of the money cockroaches. Hmm. I wonder what that means. Money cockroaches. Something going on in Zurich. Hmm. And listening to your show, OBB Rijet has wireless, uh, so railjet. Railjet. OBB Railjet. That's a, that's a that's carrier. Their, yeah, that, um, that, no, I think that's their uh, high-speed rail. Oh, the high-speed rail, the OBB Railjet. Yeah. As wireless. So as your 600 show is coming up. I need to make a $600 buck, 600 buck, sorry, donation to make night. I've decided to back up to $200 donations from 536 and 563. Interesting. With a, with a bolus, it says donation. I think it means bonus. <laughs> bonus, yeah. To help you get going and to get me over the line finally. Can you do a mac and cheese? This is interesting. Yeah. I always love these coincidences. Can you do a mac and cheese? You will obey. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, and two to the this head. Is all, this is all random number theory. Yeah. You will obey two to the head combo for my title. I'd like to be knighted Sir Baz Von Bateau. Okay. Cheers and thanks for the great news analysis you provide. Oh, and again, thanks to whoever set up that no agenda wireless access point at Sheepole. It's a winner. It works everywhere in that joint. And I did get a note from one of our knights who said that he was in the lounge and could not access it. Um, so if our wireless knight can check that, uh, it, it is quite Which spectacular. Lounge? Was he talking about a, one of the it's airline people. lounges? Yeah, he was a, yeah he's, a, he's a one of our, uh, he's a knight. He travels in style. Uh, but I think it might have been his computer or something, because that thing has been rock solid that or... for years, rock solid for years. Uh, yes, uh, we will be crowning you Sir Baz Von Bateau later on in the show, and thank you very much for your courage and for your support of the best podcast in the universe. You will obey. You will obey. You will obey. Living the mac and cheese life. Mac and cheese by Ayn Rand. You've got... Karma. There you go. Thank you, sir. Uh, onward with our special executive producers, uh, Lee Jang in Aberdeen City, UK, $600. Just received my first pay raise after two years of hard work at the company. Immediately thought I need to share this goodness with no agenda. On top of my monthly subscription of $33.33, here's a $600 donation to help me accelerate my way towards wow. my first damehood. Wow. Thanks for the great deconstruction of the news. They are fantastic. And a round of karma for all the old <laughs> agenda listeners. Wow, Lee, thank you very much. This is great. Send pictures. You've got karma. Kurt Danielson from Burnsville, Minnesota, has, uh, came in as a check. From the bank, one of those bank checks. Mm -hmm. With a note or just a check? No note, because mm -hmm. it's a one of those checks that come in from the bank. But we know so what So I don't know. Yeah. If he has something to tell us, uh, you can send us a... I didn't see any email. No, but he's in the uh, 600 Club. We'll read obvious. what he wants. He tells us what he means with his amount. 
Yes. And I think, wait a minute, doesn't that make him a, hold on, I see blue here. Doesn't that make him a knight, or does he get a title upgrade? Hold on a second. I don't know. Uh, He's in blue, uh, and we have, we have somebody, color Eric code. may have run the numbers on him, so we'll just uh, knight him. Kurt, yeah, no, he becomes Sir, hmm, Sir Kurt of the Frozen North. Are you sure we don't have an email from him? I don't see it. How else would we know that, uh, hmm... Well, where does it say Kirk of the Frozen North? That's in the in the spreadsheet info. It's not on my spreadsheet. No, well, if you look at the email, it's in the email on your spreadsheet. Oh, oh, I don't know. Maybe he sent, maybe he sent something to Hold Eric. Hold on, donation note. He must have sent it to Eric. By the way, I forwarded this and said, please put in spreadsheet. Uh, this note is the accompaniment to a $600 donation that is in transit to you. This donation should complete my knighthood. I'm taking advantage of the show 600 offer. I would like to be dressed as Sir Kurt of the Frozen North. I would also appreciate some job karma for the love of my life, Suzanne. Well, I'm glad I looked that up now, aren't I? Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. You thought karma. There you go. All right. Uh, Does that mean a birthday? No. No. No, job karma does not mean birthday. (laughs) Welcome to the program. And that concludes our special uh, executive producers. Thanks, Kurt. And, and, of course, it is the frozen north now because of the vortex. Yeah. Brett Mahoney came in from North Quincy, Massachusetts. That's with $400. You guys provide a great value. And now that I get a refund check from my university, I wanted to round out my knighthood. I also liked hearing Spearfish. Um, I liked hearing Spearfish, SD, donating to the podcast. Oh, I see. So somebody named Spearfish. Donated. No, we had Spearfish, South Dakota. Oh, Spearfish, South Dakota. That's right. We had two. Didn't we have two people? From yes. There? Yes. My birth state needs to keep up the donations. Let's keep the jobs. Oh, he's from South Dakota. And he moved to Massachusetts. Wow. Uh-huh. Let's keep the jobs karma rolling for the college students and the veterans who, like me trying to get a job. Last but not least, stop the rain sticks. <laughs> Boston get, keeps getting pounded by snow. These are not snow sticks. I'm blaming you for my body aches from yeah, shoveling no, California can't. can live without with no. the drought. No, these are rain only. These are not snow sticks. I agree. Yeah, it'll get them get it straight. Fed, federal funding. Yes, we will get federal funding, but we need rain. Yes, we do. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, everybody. Good job, Karma, for everybody. Thank you, The Brett. snow sticks are a lot quieter. <laughs> no, we don't really have any. Shane O'Hare in Wasilla, Alaska, three thirty-three thirty-three. The last I'm in the morning or in the morning from Gitmo Nation. I can see Russia. I've been keeping an eye on the Olympics. Nothing to report. <laughs> last time I donated, I asked for some karma for a couple of days ago. Uh, things were great, then it backfired. I'm dealing with some monumental oh. disaster in my business. To make a long story short, fuck the government. Oh. So I'm requesting an extra special super focus karma bukaki. <laughs> I need every drop to get through this. Bukake. I think it's pronounced Bukake. 21st is my 25th birthday. I, it sounds right. I am competing in a DJ competition for Anchorage's best club DJ. It would make a, mean a lot if you guys could give me a DJ name drop to record and use in my set. Oh, okay. Like <clears throat> Shane? Well, he, does he have a DJ yeah, name? It's uh, Shane O'Hare. All right, let me, let me give this a shot. Well, well, let's do that right after I finish no. reading this. Oh, okay. Uh, 
As always, thank you so much for the show. I find myself listening to each episode multiple times. You guys are doing amazing work and providing excellent products. Shouts out to Royce Kukami and Geek, Geekscape.net. Last thing, I, can I hear John say, what bitch always makes me laugh? Shane O'Hare and he's uh, Candy Lace 3, Pennsylvania Avenue. Or Kilo Lima 3, Papa Alpha. All right, uh, I'll, I'll do the shout out. I got, I got it from. This is a, he wants a, it's a name drop so he can use it in his set. Yes. All right, here we go. Don't look over there. <clears throat> Sorry. Don't look over here. Look over there. It's Anchorage's best club DJ Shane O'Hare. Say what, bitch? Okay. <laughs> Come on, that was creative. I guess it was good. It was your surfer voice. That's what you tell me is always the winner. Yeah, it's a, it's a good voice. It's a good voice. I think you could have been more surfer. Can I, well, should I do it again? Yeah, do it one more time. All right, all but right. more, but I want to hear the surfer surfer. I want a guy who just got <laughs> out right. of the water. Hey, don't look over here. Look over. <clears throat> hey, don't look over there. Look over here. It's Anchorage's best club DJ, dude. Shane O'Hare. Say what, bitch? Sorry, Shane. That's the best we could do. <laughs> Sir S. What you get? Sir S. Russell Williams in Boise, Idaho, two six one seven eight. Adam, just wondering if you ever come close to using the sword I gave you on <laughs> the Opots. Yes, I have shown it to them uh, once in a while, just to make sure they remember. Please keep up the great work. I truly do appreciate all the work you two do. So I don't have to. No need to read this part on the show. Okay, we won't. Thank you very much. Um, but he's uh, now a baronet. Sir uh, Sir Baronet Russell Williams. And finally, Daniel Carda, $211.33 from Littleton, Colorado. He has a note, and I will – hold on a second. Hold on. I got to get on my horse. I left the note over. Hold on. <laughs> yes, apparently, as we near episode 600, we're doing shtick, ladies and gentlemen. And back. <laughs> Here's the note. Dear John and Adam, this is Daniel Carter from Littleton, Colorado, somewhere inside FEMA Region 8. First, I'd like to say thank you for your courage. I'm sorry about the typewritten note. As I mentioned before, my handwriting is atrocious, and you would not be able to decipher it. So far, it's stymied the NSA. I really enjoyed the past couple of shows where you've been totally skewing, skewering, skewering the mainstream media. I laugh as you lay bare the memes of their incompetence. <laughs> Honestly, I'm continuously shocked this program is not listened to by 100 million people. This podcast probably should be required listening for high school and college students. Yeah. Free men and women don't need to be taught what to think. They need to be taught how to think. I don't always agree with what you guys say, Ugh. but it usually gives me something to think about. As One part of our value for value deal, I'm including a check for 211.33. The numbers are built in. This puts me within striking distance of my knighthood. I have some bills to pay, but I think I can get my knighthood in April. I've already got my title picked out, and I'm looking forward to hearing my knighting ceremony. I'm also sending a check, so fuck you, PayPal and Visa. <laughs> Things are going great, but i like to request some general good life karma. I'd also request that mac and cheese jingle. There we go what? again. Really? I I'm telling you, this is the, the random know. number theory at work. These things happen in bunches. If we were at the craps tables, we'd be rolling in dough. Oh, wait, I'm wait. Huh? He, wants a, he wants a karma, mac and cheese jingle, and don't eat me, Hillary. Oh, where is she? Okay. 
Let's see if we can. Let me see if that's the right one. Yeah, that's the right one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I removed the wrong one. Finally, after all that. Okay. Mac and cheese by Ayn Rand. Eat me, Hillary Clinton. You've got karma. Did I get everything there? Was that it? No, he does have one little thing to say. He says, I'd like to challenge, issue a challenge to all the boners out there. If once a month you just gave up one precious latte and sent the cash to the best podcast in the universe, these guys could afford to keep up the media slandering for decades. If not once a month, then how about once a quarter? Maybe John and Adam should offer seeds. <laughs> no. No. No He's seeds. That sarcastically. You know, keep up I, the good work. You'll keep listening. I, all right. I, I, met, uh, I met someone here who wound up hanging out with some of the guys who work for the seed man here in Austin. Oh, the seed man. The seed and water filter man. Yeah, that guy. Do you know how many people work for him? No. 60. What? Yeah, but you know where they work? Uh, uh, no. In the warehouse. What warehouse? Hello, the seeds. The, the seed warehouse. Yes. Oh, he owns the seed company? Well, they're shipping. They they ship everything from their own warehouse. They got the seeds. They got the water filters. They got the iodine. They got the coffee. They got all this stuff. They got these healthy products. So essentially, he is just uh, just a... Home shopping a, network. It's a home shopping network <laughs> where he throws in some conspiracy stuff and a couple yeah. of news pieces. I was blown and away. Seeds and he's got the warehouse, and he's in the warehouse. He, I don't know if he's in the warehouse, but he's got 60 guys working for him in the warehouse, the pick and pack. <laughs> Doing pick and pack I know, I know. drop ship. Yeah, it's, it's well, I don't know. It's legacy, I don't know. I was blown away. I was saying, whoa. Anyway, um, before we move on, uh, two quick PR mentions. There is a there will be a No Agenda San Francisco meetup on Wednesday, five p.m. at John Collins on Minna Street, <clears throat> which I've been to. It's a night that was right around the corner from our old place, John. Before it got yes, torn down, John Collins is a little yeah. bar. In fact, it was right across the street, wasn't it? I think it's on the same side of the street. It's that place the across the side. street they tore down. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> the note specifically from uh, uh, Night Sir JD is uh, the No Agenda SF Meetup and 2030 Cyber Force Kickoff. <laughs> Apparently, next week marks the annual gathering of cybersecurity professionals in San Francisco. Is there some kind of uh, Moscone well, thing? Maybe an RSA conference? <clears throat> Could be. Come join your fellow No Agenda Nights producers and cyber professionals for Meetup Wednesday, 5 p.m. John Collins on Minna Street. And I expect people to take pictures and bring us a full report. And uh, then uh, thank you. I uh, can't remember who got this for us, but you will obey.us was available. And I think it's only fitting that that now forwards to noagendashow.com. You will obey US? Yeah, so you will obey us. Wow. <laughs> I know. Isn't that one of the better ones? How do these things become available? It's, it's quite a, me. Yeah, it does baffle me too. Uh, so thank you very much for your support of the 600 Club, but we'll be thanking more donors and producers later on in the program, and we appreciate everything you do. And remember, we do have a show twice a week, and any one of these shows could be the 12-hour show, so you want to you want to get in on could that happen. and, and support, support us on Sunday. Dvorak.org slash N-A. And, of course, we always appreciate you going out and propagating our formula. Our formula is this. We go out. We hit people in the mouth. Whoa. 
Today cannot be the 12 hour because Miss Mickey's uh, art expo is opening tonight. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm. Uh, and this, so we can't do the 12 hour show no. today. And we, Nor can we do it. Oh, no. Uh, we could do it we Sunday. We can't say when we can do it. We no. just do it. It won't be maybe for a year. Oh, okay. It might never happen. It might be just uh, made like the third show. I got so much positive feedback on the idea of us becoming a, a non-governmental organization. <laughs> we are. Well, we, but an official one. Well, uh, what does that mean? Well, it really doesn't mean anything. You don't have to be nonprofit. You really only have to register, and there's a number of places you can register. Um, uh, one is with the United Nations. Now, United Nations might be interesting for us. This is the, I discussed this on the show. I'm sorry? I tried to do this, you know. Yes, I know, but now I have in the show notes, I have the actual links. Oh. But I've, I, here's an example of emails I've received. Uh, this is from Ben. Hi, Adam. After many years of sysadmin work, I find myself between jobs. It would be much less social and professionally awkward if I could tell people that I'm with the NANGO instead of looking for work, even if it's a non-paid position. What do you say? Can I join the team? I'd be happy to provide a resume as well as professional and personal references, to be clear. I just want to tell people that I'm with the No Agenda NGO. I don't really want to do any work. I feel, <laughs> yes, I feel this is what an NGO does. I feel this opportunity yeah, exactly what they do. could really help me get back on track as a respectable wage slave. So I hope you'll agree to this. Well, I think we can come up with something. We, maybe we have a donation amount, John, that, that allows people to become a member of Nango. Which, of course, is what it is. Now, Nango is our NGO. Uh, and we have... Nango. 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 That's great. Yeah, and I think we have Nango.net. We have NoAgendaNGO.com. Ah, we're in. <laughs> and I have a theme for us. I, I, I have a theme, and I know how we're going to be incredibly successful. And this is in part thanks to Africa. Because as I was looking into everything that is going on in Africa... Um, I hit upon at least five different NGOs. Every single one of them are, of course, there to protect and promote LGBTQIAAP2S rights. This is how we're going to take over African countries. The non-governmental organizations, just like they did with Russia, will be talking about First, we'll start with the Uganda Kill the Gays bill, which has now been changed, but apparently has been signed by the Ugandan president. It's an anti-gay bill. It truly is an anti-gay bill. If you're gay and you know it, you will be sent to jail. However, if you want to repent and become ungay, you can uh, you can get off. Out of, uh, let's rephrase that. You can get out of jail. Thirty-seven countries. I th- what I what I read from these NGOs in Africa, <laughs> if there are thirty-seven, have anti-LGBTQQII laws. And we've got things like, what do we have here? The Gender Dynamics NGO. In fact, if you just do a a Google search on LGBT... get to the point. You want us to be a gay NGO? Yes. That's no good. Listen to this. Hold on a second. I believe that we can become a LGBT, pro-LGBT NGO. In fact, I've registered the, the domain name, noagender.com. 
I like that. That's funny. <laughs> no agenda. This is this is no good. And I'll tell yes. you why I think it's no good. Oh, okay. It's way too limiting. I mean, the, National, the Human Rights Watch has got – they can come on any show and talk about anything they want to. This puts us in a bind where no, no, non-gay no, – let, let me explain. Words, let you me, or me or do you you're mind? curious – you're not going to come on and represent the gay community. It's 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 an I think it's an insult to the gays. No, may I please explain why this is a great idea? Okay, this keep is, talking. This is going. This is why I say Africa. We need to be. We need a base in Africa. We have some producers there. We need to have a PO box in Africa because this is how we are going to take over African countries. What does not work? People don't. I, we talked about this. People don't care about Africans. Because certainly not in America, they think it's just people in the jungle. And when you say Africans, they think, ah, these Africans, whatever. But when you say gays, ah, then all of a sudden the conversation changes. This is going to be, we can get ahead of this game, John. You're going to have one of our guys set up a P.O. box in one of these countries representing a gay NGO. Yes. He's just going to get arrested and beaten and thrown in jail. We can't have that. Well, well, but think of the money we can raise. Self-identifying, get beaten <laughs> up. Think of the money we can raise. The money. Yeah. What do you, what's the problem? This is great. We don't have, I don't know that our gay donors are that substantial. It doesn't. Okay, well, we'll straight, talk about this in a minute. Straight people will donate to our gay NGO. Yeah, well, if we had more more of your Obama bot people. I'm sure that's true. Well, this is what's so going sure to about our group. This is what's going to happen in Africa. I can I can feel it. I can guarantee you that even the president is. Yeah, but it gives us a short-lived NGO. No. I I like to know a gender. That's <laughs> that kind of works. Yeah, because then you can bail from that. You know. The no, yeah, no agenda. Well, okay, look, do you, you have a better idea? No. Because this is where it's headed. The president came out with a statement yesterday about the... So anti you're going to go on CNN representing a gay NGO. Uh, <laughs> the first no. thing they're going to ask is, are you gay? And you're no. going to lie and Hello. say, yeah, I'm gay? No, or, I'm no. I'm not that. saying a gay NGO. No. I am merely following Chelsea Clinton, who is also, and the Clint, and the, you know the Clintons are all over this. This is the proof. And it's not gay, John. It's LGBT. Yeah, I can't remember all those letters. It's, yeah, I, I liked it when it was I've just often, LGBT. Well, no, it can't be that anymore. I, even, even Chelsea Clinton, here she is at Human Rights um, Campaign, uh, and she'll give you what she's standing behind. I've often been asked why issues of equality are so important to me. And frankly, I, I never understand why I'm being asked that question. Because to me, this is fundamentally about the premise and the promise of our country, of always marching toward a more perfect union. And I was raised in a family where inertia was not an option. If we are not making progress, we are, by definition, falling behind. My mother has often said that the issue of women's rights is the unfinished business of the 21st century. That is certainly true. Now, that is old Clinton. What is she promoting? And by the way, she is now a full-time director of the Clinton, Global Clinton Initiative. 
But so too are the issues of LGBTQ rights, ah. the unfinished business of the 21st century. The unfinished business of the 21st century! No agenda! And so it's my hope Hold on a second. Didn't she just say women's rights were the unfinished business? No, that's what her mom says. She said her mom says women's rights, and she takes it, she as the new director of the Clinton Global Initiative says LGBTQQIAAP, which is the true... She just said LGBTQ. If we all continue to work together in the not-too-distant future, every child, whether LGBTQ or straight, can go to sleep every night. No. Do you, I, this, that, that really bothered me, that line. Whether LGBTQ or straight. Where am I in all this? Well, here we go again. Well... Where are my rights? I'm not LGBT or Q, and I'm not. And you're straight. not a child. <laughs> there you go. Knowing that they're safe and secure. Safe and secure. And can dream about who they want to be who and where they want to live. And who they want and to. Who they want to love. Love. Without those dreams being shadowed. <laughs> ah, I want to determine who I can love. All right. Here's the deal. Right. I'll I'll compromise with you. All right. You get some money from this operation. This Clinton operation that wouldn't give the Haitians anything that they have to bring in billions, and then I'm in. I'm in on this deal. All right, you got to get. You got to have a meeting with Chelsea. Well, she's coming to South by, so I'll I'll hit her up. She's be at South by Southwest. Yeah, she, yeah, there shouldn't yeah. be no security around her. Yeah, you'll be able to go right up to her and uh, introduce <laughs> yourself. She probably is an old fan of yours. Remember me uh, from AMTV. Point your hair. <laughs> By the way, did you notice that the American ice dancer looked just like you? No. No, he does yeah. not look just like me. Oh, yeah. When I first yeah. saw him dancing around, I said, that's Adam. <laughs> then I realized you can't skate. So. All right. Uh, and then to close this out, actually, I can skate, but not like that. To close this out, uh, I, it is now official. And this is the full, you're either straight or L-G-B-T-Q-Q-I-A-A-P. And what is new... And actually, Hold on a second. L-G-B-B-T-Q-Q-I-A-A-P. Q-Q-A-A-P. A-A-P? Yes. Okay, I want to... What are these? What does this mean? Okay. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, bicurious, transgendered, queer, questioning, intersex... Asexual, allies, pansexual. I kid you not. This is this is this is really true. I kid you not. Pansexual people attracted. People attracted to others by individual personality, not gender. And you are in this. You're an ally. Straight people. Well, then, I'm, well, that's, well then it would be LGBTQIA. A P or straight. Yes, or straight or straight. Or boring. So what you're assuming now that means <laughs> immediately what you assume yeah. by that differentiation is that the straights are all homophobes. Yes. Thank you. This is where it's going. This is where we're headed. So you so in other words, you can't be straight without this is this is fantastic. Yeah. This is the greatest analysis you've ever done. <laughs> what you've shown here is that now it's going to the point where if you are straight, you're a homophobe. You're a, automatically <laughs> by definition, by, by literal definition, definition. You're a homophobe. That's right. Holy mackerel! You fag hater. However, 
if you join the No Agenda NGO with a small donation, you can become an ally. Know what I'm saying? In the morning. Wow, that was a long way to Tipperary. Yeah, but it's it's worth the trip. It's worth the trip, huh? Anyway, okay, onward. Uh, <laughs> um, I did I did find some some other things going on in Africa. Of course, we we still have this thing going on in, in the Central African Republic. We need to continue to look at. In fact. Uh, someone alerted me to the Fashoda incident. The what? Fashoda incident. Gesundheit. Thank you. The Fashoda incident or Fashoda crisis of 1898 was the climax of imperial territorial disputes between Britain and France in Africa. A French expedition to Fashoda on the White Nile sought to gain control of the Nile River and thereby exclude Britain from the Sudan and possibly force the British out of Egypt. And Fashoda is where the uh, the Congo and the Nile intersect. These rivers are extremely, well, the Nile, of course, without doubt, are extremely important for anything you're doing in Africa, whether it's for you know shipping stuff out or just industrial stuff having water. This was, It happened in, uh, was it Kodok, I think? Uh, th- this is just history repeating itself in the scramble for Africa, uh, which has always been imperialistic. This happened before. This happened before, and it's exactly the same thing, with the difference now that you, there's also an interesting uh, market to sell to. And who else is in on it is the universities. Um, let's see. the uh, What is the name of this fund? There's this huge... Uh, universities in America are incredibly rich. Here it is. Uh, London-based emergent asset management run by former J.P. Morgan Goldman Sachs currency dealers. And they are buying up large plot. The On behalf of the universities are buying up large plot, plots of land in Africa. Maybe to sell to the Chinese. Well, funny you mentioned that here. As for the American universities, much of their money is being channeled through emergent asset management They may have invested up to $500 million in some of the most fertile land in the expectation of making 25% returns. Interesting you bring up China. We have the Forum on China-Africa Cooperation coming up. And China, is they're really doing it in a very interesting manner. Um, And everything you hear out of Africa is the Africans like the Chinese because they don't try to fuck them immediately. <laughs> that comes later. But after they built some roads and some infrastructure and some nice stuff. And uh, where is this? What is the next one being held? Everyone's joining this, the, uh, the, the China-Africa cooperation. Co- co- yeah, cooperation. Hold on, where is this? Mm, oh, shoot, now I can't find it. But this is the one we have to, we have to look out for. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, wow, I wish I could find that exact. So they have a meeting coming up. Sorry, I can't find it that quickly. Um. And I, and I and I you know it just it looks like we're we're fighting for the waterways. Anything that has the water, anything that can close in on the minerals and the oil. 
And uh, if we can kick out Chinese who have already done the groundwork, that's even better. And we're going to use it, we're going to do this all under the guise of we have to stop African dictators from killing LGBTQIAAPs. That's the strategy. All right. Have at it. You are now the chairman of the NGO. Nango. Yeah, the Nango. Nango. I think Nango is pretty good. Let me see. Someone, someone, I thought we had Nango.net. Let me see. I know Nango.org is gone. Maybe someone else, maybe another no agenda person registered Nango.org, which would be a little more appropriate. Um, here's, a, here's the letter I got. I work in marketing with a client based out of Kansas. Client spoke with me about a company called Pathar, P-A-T-H-A-R, that is showcasing their new social media software analysis program. It apparently does a deep dive and provides more data than ever before. It's the same old song and dance I've heard for a dozen times from a dozen vendors, and I'm told that this was the brainchild of some CIA guys. This piece of information slipped out during some joking around, but I don't think they were joking. I laughed because the deck was 33 slides. <laughs> I got suspicious and started doing research on the company, the trademark folks, etc. There's a trademark thing and mm. the rest of it. Not sure there's anything here, but it's kind of an interest. I thought it was something. I looked into it. This is cool company, and they got offices scattered around. But what, I, what draws my attention to them, you can look at their website. They talk a little bit about what they're doing. They, uh, they are essentially going to... Uh, this is a company that goes and looks, it takes the Twitter hose, whatever mm-hmm. that, you know, you can get the hose, you can buy the hose, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Takes the Twitter hose, takes your Facebook stuff, and then does deep analysis. But when you look at their, uh, their description that they left for themselves on, uh, on LinkedIn, I, I just got to, there's two things that attracted my attention. One is that they register through an anonymizer run by Network Solutions of all people. I didn't know they did that, hmm. but they do. Hmm. And it says, we build the world's most dynamically advanced commercially available end-to-end solution for creating actionable intelligence from big data. We know that. We already know <laughs> right. Okay, that'll clock, work. Right yeah, there, that'll work. Okay. Yeah. Our proprietary intelligence engine powers Dunami. Our web-based software platform, Dunami, combines breakthrough advances in analysis network and advanced analytical techniques derived from longstanding intelligence practices. Dunami's broad capabilities are being used to find, understand, and predict the behaviors of thought leaders and organizers of any type, including identifying extremists, criminals, and others who are inciting potential violence around the globe. We're going to get shut down. I think there's a, just another... And they do this based upon Twitter analysis? It doesn't say. I, I extrapolate. Oh, this is all such bull crap. This is all bull crap. I know. I wish we had one of these companies. I think... Oh, but I forgot an important thing, John. Nango. It's Swahili for equality. Oh, cute. Yeah, it's not, but I thought it would sound good. Oh, great. <laughs> More bullcrap that we that we need to deal with. Well, uh, yeah. Well, you know the way they found these uh, the guys who were the head, the leaders of uh, of the the movement. What was it called? The Occupy Wall Street. Occupy. You followed this, right? Where they just tracked yeah. their phones. Yeah, they, they did everything. 
so they got the well. They what they did? These guys were a lot of these guys were posting. They the, the, the trick to stay anonymous was to buy a la, used laptop, go to Starbucks, open up an account with a fake name, or just get your free get, buy a latte and get your password, and then you do all your you know you do all your planning and strategizing in the uh, in the coffee shop, and then what the security guys the NSA did is they paid no attention to any of that. They just saw where the stuff was coming from. Then they tracked all the phones that were lit up in the coffee shop and and then by process of elimination figured out who it was that was on the computer writing whatever they're writing. And then they, they went and harassed them, busted a few of them. It's a great – people – only people in their right mind would have a phone on them that was alive. I mean I think you are ahead of the curve on this. I have no phone. I, ca- I do not carry a phone. So you wouldn't be in a coffee shop typing into an anonymous uh, computer and be caught. You wouldn't be caught. No. Unless the cops are right outside. No, but I've even... I just, I do not carry a cell phone anymore. I've just opted out then. I do not miss it one single minute. I have an iPod Touch with with only a few apps on it. Mm. Why even have that? Oh, I don't mind connecting to a Wi-Fi spot here and then, you know, j- just to to do certain things. But I don't like broadcasting my my position all the time. That's really what I don't like. Yeah, that's just unnecessary. I just don't need to be. That's I mean, I, I love the idea of having a network in my pocket. God knows, I don't need to call anybody. But I I'm got not, a network in my pocket. Yeah, <laughs> or you're just happy to see me, big boy. That's yeah, yeah exactly. I wish yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Your turn. Inequality. I have a question for you. Um, this has now become the buzzword. And you watch, you know, we're seeing more and more hatred towards rich people in America. Yeah, and- but I like the latest Tom Perkins little innovation. He wants to make it so whatever your net worth is, you get that many votes. <laughs> I didn't hear that one. <laughs> yeah, this is a guy that you're you're, you're defending. But go I'm on. not defending anybody. Don't don't put that on me. I was going to ask you a question about inequality. Yeah, it's bad. I think this would all be leveled up by a wealth tax. But go on. Uh, do you want to hear my question? Or you just want to spout off non sequiturs? I'm the question. Well, you keep interrupting me with insults. Quite frankly, I, there's no insults involved. Is inequality is is income equality because that's almost the same thing it's being it's synonymous is that a zero-sum game because the way it's being shown uh by the mainstream prostitute media is the rich people are hoarding all the money (laughs) and i don't believe that's the way it works and it's literally when you talk about even the one percent 99 percent implies that these people have all the money and they're not letting you have it. But I don't think the economy works like that. Like, it's not like one pool of money and these people keep it and there's no other money. They're all holding it in a big bunch. Yeah, that's kind of what the charts make it look like. This clearly cannot be true. This is my money. Well, there's a thing called the money supply. Right, which, which kind of makes it a zero-sum game if you think about it in those terms. Well, we do have more money coming in all the time. Well, money coming in all the time usually takes money to lure money. Now, the money is coming in all the time from all sorts of ways. And, yeah, it's not technically a zero-sum game. Um, 
or technically it is. I don't know. What's your point? It's not a point. It's a question. It, oh. Th that's the way it's being sold. Yeah, now I'm going to take this. I'll take the side. I'll, I'll, I'll play along. I'll play your game. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, if, I'm, the, if somebody has a billion dollars and I have one dollar and, and, and the money supply is a billion dollars, yeah. Yeah, I have to get money from that person or I won't have any money. All right. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm happy that you take that side because this, of course, would justify uh, killing rich people for their money. I don't have to kill the guy. No, you won't, but uh, other people will. The well, I think there's a lot of potential for heads on a stick. Yeah. But it's going it, to be the rich people and not the politicians. This is the funny part about it. It should be the politicians. It's not going to be the politicians. They're the ones who are, well, of course, they're the ones who are being played, but they're, they're also the ones that are responsible for not being played. They're the, the, rich, the rich people. If you're a rich guy who has been using politicians to get more rich, hmm. It's the politicians. They're the ones that we have the control over. We don't have any control over the rich guy. The rich guy can do whatever he wants as far as I'm concerned. And if he's got some bonehead politician in his pocket, does whatever he says, you know, for some some chicken feed, you know, or so he can dance around, or, you know, or the guy shoots bullets at his feet while making him dance, that sort of thing. That yeah. politicians got to be voted out. These politicians are horrible. They're all – half of them are corrupt. That new guy, that guy was caught doing the porn movies in Africa. What a what a background he's got in Chicago <laughs> politics. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a real winner. <laughs> Those guys are great. Yeah, and the guy who took his job when he got kicked out the first time and then pardoned by Bill Clinton or commuted by Bill Clinton, uh, that was Jesse Jackson Jr. that ended up in that district. Right, and that uh, and isn't he the guy that? And he's in jail. In jail. He's in jail as well for misusing campaign fine. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, obviously. Just that little bit. Um. Yeah, no, it's all politicians. I'll give, I'll, I'm on your side when it comes to, if you want to give the rich folk a break, yeah. There's nobody forcing the money down their stump throats. There's nobody forcing them. You know, They're doing what they do, and they get a lot of... They leverage. They're good at leveraging. I mean, the thing that the the thing that was an eye opener for me was finding out that Elon Musk, yeah, must be a genius. This Tesla car operation. Oh, I, gets, I, you know about the thirty five thousand dollars. Well, what here's here's what I understand. And when I heard this, I don't know if it's the same thing you're talking about. Every car company in America has to have a number of electric vehicle credits. And um, so you, know, you can either make a, a vehicle or a hybrid, or you can buy the credits from somebody else. And apparently, this is what I understood, because of the, the design, et cetera, of Tesla, they get three credits per car they make, so they can sell, and this is, I think, where your 35,000 number comes from, they can sell that to the other car manufacturers. Right, it's they like, do. It's like a carbon uh, credit exchange. Exactly. It's beautiful. Who dreamed that up? Well, I don't know if he did, but whoever did is indeed a genius. And it may be Musk. Someone came up with that, and it's, it is beyond well, I, genius. I don't believe it. I think Musk knew of it. it I don't it, think he's he, – I, I don't know of Musk being that type of a businessman where he's, you know, marketing by getting legislated. That's old school. But it, it that had to be somebody that's been around well, that could even come up with well, that, that would, one. Well, that would have to be Moritz then. That's, that's the Sequoia guys. Sequoia yeah, it Capital, be. so it's Mark Moritz or one of these guys. They are old school badasses, badasses. 
they're the guys that invested $8 million in WhatsApp and are reaping the rewards significantly from the Facebook purchase. And they know, and that's also old school because it's just the government buying another great database, let's be honest. You know, this is this has nothing to do with Facebook's advertising model. So yeah, the, these guys are, and I think Kleiner Perkins is dead in the water compared to what... Uh, I mean, these deals are huge, and the and the electric car thing for uh, Tesla, gene yes. And I think they knew that. You know, I, I think that that's also what Kleiner was trying to do with Fisker, but Fisker, they, <clears throat> their cars just kept burning up. Yeah, it was it was, it was not shit. the was car shit. itself was not engineered well. It was designed well. And you know, yeah. you know, shit car. That Fisker guy is the guy who designed the exterior of the S. That's crazy, really. Yeah, Fisker is the Fisker apparently is one badass car designer. Right, and it seems to me that after that, the Fisker. If you ever see one of those little sports cars on the road, they're very attractive. Yeah, they are. And the S is beautiful, and it's but and it's. And it looks like it looks just looks like a modern car. Wait, 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 wait. Are, you are you talking about the Fisker or the Tesla? The Fisker, if you see one of those on the yeah, road, the little very sports pretty. car, That's pretty. it's very striking. It's pretty. The Tesla S is also pretty. It's also striking, but it's not abnormal. It looks like a just a good looking. It yeah. Looks like a Jaguar. Yeah. Why, if a guy like that's floating around this Fisker character, and he's now got to be broke because of his company. <laughs> mm. Why doesn't what Chrysler or Ford or one of these companies just gobble him up? Well, I was thinking something different because this we've talked for a long time with Nap for Humanity and carbon credits. How can we get in on some of this? And I was thinking, what is the bare minimum requirements to get some electric vehicle credits? Could that just be a go-kart with batteries? I think it has something to do. I don't know. We you know we'd have to up. find the law. <laughs> That and this could yeah. all be bullcrap for could all be. we know because we have not actually seen this law. We've just heard about this, yeah. and it could have. It also could be bullcrap to prop up the stock price of Tesla, which is way it's overpriced. Crazy right now. Yeah. This thing is going to be a great short for somebody someday. Well, I think that's coming up. the The last thing they did was oh. Elon Musk had a, a conversation with the M and A guy at Apple. Oh, you know that's pump and dump. You know that's bullcrap. Yeah, of course, it's bullcrap. Well, while we're on this. Um, John F. Carey, the megalomaniac skull and bonesman who was the front man for some kind of New World Order takeover of the United States government, in my opinion, brought up a name. been taken over by the security state that began in 1947. Who's going to take it over? No, no, he's, he is running the world sh show. Okay, go he's on. He's running the F. Putin thing. So he goes to Jakarta, Indonesia. And does this speech, which is intended to be, uh, I don't know what he was thinking. But right off the bat, he brings up a name which is very similar to what we were just talking about with this Tesla credit thing. You know, some time ago, uh, I traveled to another vibrant city, a city also rich with its own history, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. As and opposed was... to Rio de Janeiro, Portland? Yeah. <laughs> Right below Washington. This is this is just a small example of how idiotic this man is. You know, they're sitting in a big room, uh, surrounded by representatives from about 170 countries. We listened as expert after expert after expert described 
the growing threat of climate change and what it would mean for the world if we failed to act. The Secretary General of the conference was, uh, he, was a, he was an early leader on climate change. Oh, an early leader on climate change. Who could it be, John? Who could it be? Who could it be? A world leader that was an early, uh, early, so, so, huh. It must have been one of Hanson's pals. Oh, I don't no. know. It's much, I can't believe Kerry mentioned this name. A man by the name of Maurice Strong. Maurice Strong, co-founder, co-founder with Al Gore of the Chicago Carbon Exchange. Oh, God. And he told us, I quote him, every bit of evidence I've seen persuades me that we are on a course leading to tragedy. Well, my Yeah, friends, for him and that carbon exchange. That conference was in 1992. Okay. Woo! <laughs> Now, I pulled a number of clips from this and um, just all kinds of crazy dumb stuff. But I believe we need to listen to John F. Carey explain science. Yeah, right. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's long. And when we get tired of it, we can stop at any moment because every second is insane. But this is very important. People need to know this man has a screw loose in his head. And it's he only probably has two holding the head onto his neck. This man, Lurch, this watermelon head is dumb. The science of climate change is leaping out at us like a scene from a 3D movie. All right. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, it's 3D! It's warning us, it's compelling us to act. <laughs> And let there be no doubt in anybody's mind that the science is absolutely certain. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you, can, do you think you can handle it, John, of the science? It's, it, 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 it's something. It, 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 here comes the lion. Thing that we understand with absolute uh, assurance of the veracity of that science. Something we understand with the absolute assurance of the veracity of that science. Wow, Carrie, wow. wow. <clears throat> Bullshit. No one disputes some of the facts about it. No one disputes some of the facts about it. Whoa! Who's writing this for him? He is. I'm sure of it. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. An example is, that, you know, when an apple separates from a tree, uh, it falls to the ground. Yes! Not always. No, no, no. He's comparing climate science with Newton's law, you see. Yeah, I know he is, but he, what he just said is not true. I can pick an apple, it doesn't fall to the ground, it, and it separates. It yes, separates from yes, the tree. You're right. I no. grab it and pull it off. Yes, we'll give you a point for that, John C. Dvorak. You now are on the board with 10 points. We know that because of the basic laws of physics. Aha! No one disputes that today. No one disputes that. It's a fact. It's a scientific fact. <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> Science also tells us that when water hits a low enough temperature, it's going to turn into ice. And he can't even tell us what that temperature is, apparently. Just low enough. Low when enough. it reaches a high enough temperature, it's going to boil. Aha! No one disputes that. I don't dispute that. Science and common sense tell us <laughs> if you reach out and put your hand on a hot cook stove, you're going to get burned. Do you hear? 
Are you just playing a harmonica or are you listening? I think he needs a little background music. But I want you to I want to make sure you hear it. I'm hearing it. it. He said you're going to get burned if you put your hand on a hot stove. I can't imagine anybody who would dispute that either. I well, <laughs> depends how hot it well, is. Well, yeah, I don't know if it's that hot. Depends on the actually, yeah. yeah. It depends on the actual temperature of the stove. There's a lot of variables in that. Yes, one. I agree. So, when thousands of the world's leading scientists Aha. and five reports over a long period of time, can you stop and ask yeah, you a yeah, question? Of course, here of course. Is a yes, question. of course, please. Wait, what? What is the point of this speech? If this other guy started ranting about this is 1992, and they've been how? Apparently, I'm guessing. Uh, hounding the public ever since, year after year, the, the end is near. Where you know this is the last year. It's irreversible because all scientists agree it's irreversible. It's been irreversible apparently since '92, and as it goes on, why are you going over the same old boring ground once again? Is what is not convincing about this argument besides? the illogic of it in general but what what's the hmm. what, what do you think he's thinking here well I, a number of things he did it sounds way he sounds desperate i think he's high is what i think oh, i okay. I, well, I think he's i think he's stoned and people are just making him do stuff uh and he but he is such a egotistical narcissistic megalomaniac that he gets i, I think you're right he do, he writes this himself and he says, watch me scare these motherfuckers into existence. I'm going to scare them so they want to be on board with climate change. Yeah, but it's only 50 school kids. I don't care. So I think he's, he, this is a test run for him. Um, he wants to see what gets picked up. Um, for instance, this is the quote that uh, some people picked up. Or think about the proliferation of weapons of mass destruction. It doesn't keep us safe. If the United States secures its nuclear arsenal, while other countries fail to prevent theirs from falling into the hands of terrorists. We all have to approach this challenge together, which is why altogether we are focused on Iran and its nuclear program, or focused on North Korea and its threat. The bottom line is this. It is the same thing with climate change. And in a sense, climate change can now be considered Another weapon of, war, of, of, of mass destruction, perhaps even the world's most fearsome weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> yeah, that was overquoted everywhere. Yeah, so that's so that that got picked up. Yeah, that's uh, kind of cute. He probably was proud of that one. They didn't pick up on this one, which was the the big the stupid mistake, which I thought was funny. But the United States. Simple reality, just as I talked about the scientific facts in the beginning, this is a fact. Fact. The United States cannot solve this problem or foot the bill alone. Fact. Even if every single American got on a bicycle tomorrow and carpool, you know, instead of, uh, you know, or carpool to school instead of buses or riding in it. <laughs> okay. Carrie, stick to your own script. Buses are better than carpooling. Uh, why, why does he... If they carpool instead of taking the bus. Ah, uh, okay. He can't, go, he, he can't go off prompter. He, no, he, no, he obviously had very to live, bad. And you can hear him... Very you can hear bad. this fear in his voice when bad, he, he says... Bad, bad, bad. I am leaving the script now. I yeah. hope to get back. 
I hope they don't close the door behind me. Yeah, let me just get back to the facts. With thousands of scientists contributing to those reports, when they tell us over and over again that our climate is changing, that it is happening faster than they ever predicted, ever in recorded history, and when they tell us that we humans are the significant cause, let me tell you something. All right. (laughs) Whenever he does this, he's an ad lib. We need to listen. (laughs) You will obey. When 97% of all scientists agree. What happened to 98? Did we go down? Are we trending down? One of the guys died. On anything, we need to listen. On anything. And we need to respond. (laughs) Well, 97% of climate scientists have confirmed that climate change is happening and that human activity is responsible. These scientists agree on the causes of these changes and they agree on the potential effects. They agree that the emission of greenhouse gases, like carbon dioxide, contributes heavily to climate change. I think because he mentioned Maurice Strong, and by the way, Kerry is rich. This guy, this guy is, forget his marriage to the, the, the ketchup dynasty. This guy is really, really rich, and he has been. He, I think he feels so robbed by you know from his career that he you know he didn't he he really feels like he should have been president a long time ago. I, I'm not quite sure. You know, if you look at his history, it's it's very, very interesting. All the things he's done to get into some kind of office, and it just hasn't worked. And you know they've pestered him because he's dumb. This guy's just a moron. I think he is he is so passionate about running stuff that you really have to be afraid of him. I think that this guy is extremely dangerous. And when he goes off on this tangent about climate change and he's been on board with this for over 20 years, I, I shudder to think what this guy is really going to do. And he seems to have a lot of irons in the fire. They agree that the energy sources that we've relied on... I can't listen to him anymore. He's a moron. And then he talked about uh, the California drought and all this bull crap. But then there was the funny thing, sticking with Agenda 21. Did you see Bill Nye, the science guy, debating uh, Congresswoman Marsha Blackburn on Meet the Press? No, I don't watch Meet the Press anymore. (laughs) Before you go off this thing for a minute... I want to mention if because he had this interesting statement that if you have 10,000 people all agreeing on something, you'd pay it. You should pay attention to them. You need to listen. You need to listen Mm -hmm. to 20,679 physicians. Say that luckies are less irritating. (laughs) Luckies, lucky strikes. Yes, and they calm your nerves. And more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. (sighs) You need to listen. Another one of those things which I did not clip because everyone was playing that in the mainstream media where he says, we don't have time for a meeting of the Flat Earth Society. Does he understand? But does he understand that he's actually slamming himself by saying that? 
Because the, fl- the flat earth society. Yeah, I mean, who's all in the flat? When the flat earthers was the ninety-seven percent, they said the Earth is flat. And then the story we learn at school, of course, is Columbus said, "No, it's round. I'm going." He was one percent. So why is he saying the flat Earth society are the crazy people? It's the, yeah, there you have it. These guys are the flat Earth society. The ninety-seven percent is the flat Earth society. We are the we are the lone voices saying uh, maybe you should take a look at some of this, along with Marsha Blackburn, who fought Bill Nye the Science Guy, the CEO of the Planetary Society, which pays him a nice hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Uh, that is, by the way, the society started by Carl Sagan, and uh, I find it atrocious that this comedian is the CEO of that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I, I, I'm going to point out some other anomaly here. The same people that are all in on all this are this are the same people that criticize, for example, any like a Monsanto spawn, uh, Monsanto funded studies and all these these Dow chemicals founded uh, funded studies. And there's all these studies done by these large corporations. Then there's the independent little study. You have, you know, a hundred of these funded studies and one study that says the opposite, which nobody pays any attention to because it's not funded by anybody. They will be very adamant about, well, this is because these these corrupt corporations are paying for all these studies. The Koch and brothers. the one guy over here, nobody's paying attention to. This is the exact same thing that's happening with all these climate change studies. Yep. They're all funded by these big companies that they expect results. They expect you to come up. You get a p- pile of money. Study this. You study it, and your results are like, well, let's let's finagle the results because we'd like to get some money for another study, and we're not going to get it if we if we don't kowtow to these guys, which is exactly what happens with a lot of these studies. You can you can twist them any way you want to. You can leave out some data. You can say, well, we were leaving this data out for some reason. You can have a reason for it. I, I just it's just beyond me. Well, it's the going. That, it's, you can't see this. It's going to be taken one step <clears throat> one step further. New York Times yesterday. Uh, but two days ago, a uh, big article about retired billionaire investor Tom Steyer, Democrat, who founded one of the world's most successful hedge funds, uh, will uh, will be is setting up a uh, a super PAC to spend one hundred million dollars. Uh, it'll be called Next Gen Climate Action uh, to buy advertising for global warming. Uh, i.e. to promote the fact that it's true. And, and in fact, here is the way the New York Times... How much money is he going to drop on this? $100 million. Okay. Uh, well, actually, he says he he is offering $50 million and wants uh, donors to match the other $50 million. I'm starting to change <clears throat> my mind about your attitude on climate change, Adam. Yeah, me too, John. I, I think we should get a <laughs> website going. I, I, I we're think, wrong. Yeah, we're, what a, we're stupid. I'm, yeah, we weren't paying attention to the science. This concludes this meeting of the Flat Earth Society. Uh, next-gen climate action among the largest outside groups in the country, similar in scale to the conservative political network overseen by Charles and David Koch. So the, he's going to be the antidote to the Koch brothers. Which will never get mentioned. No. And uh, so this is very interesting. And it's specifically for advertising. Specifically. Uh. Uh, so that that's a big deal. 
That's a re- that's a really big deal, I think. There's money is- to be made off this guy. I can change my mind. Yeah, no, you can. <laughs> yes, you can change your mind. All right. So Bill Nye, who is a uh, science guy, who's a comic. He actually started off as a comedian. I thought he started off as an engineer at Boeing. No, or no, 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 no. Hold on. It's, I think I think you're wrong. Um, I'm going to do the obvious. Hello. Yeah, I'm going to do the Hello? obvious too. Hello, obvious. <laughs> the book of knowledge stopped working. What's going on? Uh oh. Uh oh. Wow, this is no good. I'm, I've got it up. The computer just American froze. science educator, comedian, television host, blah blah blah. Early life and education, career. He began his career at Seattle at Boeing, where, among other things, he starred in training films and developed a hydraulic pressure resonance suppressor still used in the 747. Later, he worked as a consultant to the aeronautics industry. In 1999, he told the St. Petersburg Times that he applied to be a NASA astronaut every few years and was always rejected. (laughs) Yeah. He began his professional entertainment career as an actor at a local sketch comedy television show in Seattle called Almost Live, a show, by the way, that I that was always funny. It was a local version of Saturday Night Live that was actually funny. He attempted to co- correct the show's host pronunciation of gigawatt as gigawatt. Oh, okay. And the All host right. responded, who do you think you are, Bill Nye the Science Guy? And Nye was thereafter known as such on the program. Okay, but we can agree he is not a meteorologist. <laughs> no, no, he's not. No, he does. He's in, like the kind of the engineer who did a hydraulic pressure resonance suppressor. So he he is brought on on to meet the press, which, as you'll hear in a moment, was set up and had native advertising because, of course, what is what is all this climate change supposed to lead to? Natural gas. That's what this is all about. The president in a state of the union. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on, Adam. That's ridiculous because we all know that if you're really serious about climate change and you're worried sick about CO2, natural gas doesn't solve much. It drops the CO2 levels a bit. You have to go nuclear power. Well, that would be insane because Fukushima. Oh, yeah, we're afraid. We're afraid. I don't want to build Fukushima. But okay, go on. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the nuclear thing is not playing out too well. <laughs> the actual solution shall not be addressed. So she goes, uh, he goes with on, he's invited on Meet the Press. Why him? Uh, who knows? Other than to shill for the gas industry, which is, which Chip, Chip Gregory will bring up beautifully. But he's on with um, Marsha Blackburn. Mar- Marsha Blackburn actually is on... <clears throat> Uh, she's Republican uh, Congress rep- Congress critter. Uh, she's on all of the committees. She's on the uh, here. What is she following committees? I think she's on the Energy Committee. She's on all this stuff, and and they do what she calls cost benefit analysis. But uh, she's not having any of this Bill Nye. And I thought it was pretty cute the way she addressed him. If you could invent a better battery, a better way to store electricity, you would change the world. And if you were to do that uh, in a way that you could manufacture it and export it, you would also do very well financially. Congresswoman, is there new urgency to act? You've heard the president in drought-stricken California saying that these weather emergencies, in effect, are creating the conditions that government has to act. 
David, I think that what it brings to mind is how we utilize the information that we have. And we all know, and I think that Bill would probably agree with this, neither he nor I are a climate scientist. He is an engineer and actor. <laughs> I am a member of Congress. And what we He's an actor. I love how she slipped that in. He's an actor. What to do is look at the information that we get from climate scientists. As you said, there is not agreement around the fact of exactly what is causing this. Even the president's own science and technology office uh, head, Mr. Holdren, says no one single weather event is due specifically to climate change. All right, so uh, one, one side note on this uh, about the actor thing. I've been watching House of Cards season two. And I am appalled to see Joe Scarborough, Rachel Maddow, and Ashley Banfield, all journalists, news prostitutes, acting in this series. I don't understand how they can do this and retain credibility. They can't. It's, it's actually a conflict of interest. Rachel But Maddow, they all want to be actors. They don't want to be a news or, talking head. Or they're just all actors. Well, they're pretty... Yeah, maybe they're that's, actors already. That's, that's what a I'm possibility. Thinking. All right, so here's a chip is going to bring up the real reasoning for this uh, farce of a conversation between... Really, two nincompoops. There is not consensus. And you can look at the latest IPCC report and look at Dr. Lindzen from MIT, his rejection of that, or Judith Curry, who recently, right. from Georgia Tech. There is not consensus there. I think what we have to do Well, hold on. I just is, have to interrupt you. I'm sorry, Congressman. Let me just interrupt you because it's not... Sure. You can pick out particular skeptics, but you can't really say, can you, that the, the hundreds of scientists around the world who have looked at this have gotten together and conspired to manipulate data and that industry folks yeah. like PG&E, here's PG&E's website, its current website. This is a natural gas producer in Northern California saying, as a provider of gas and electricity to millions of Californians and an emitter of greenhouse gases, PG&E is like keenly aware of its responsibility to both manage its emissions and work constructively to advance policies that put our state and the country on a cost-effective path toward a low-carbon economy. So the issue is what <laughs> actions are taken when will they really work? I love it. <clears throat> throw the what? gas. Yeah, they, just, they threw the so gas. So wait a minute. Hold on a second. Let me get this straight. What he did was he points out he finds the PG&E website, which is playing to the to the public because it's bull crap. Mm -hmm. I mean, their PG&E is what their real interest is is making money as much as they can. Yeah. But they put this up there because it's, it sounds good. They, hey, what are we going to put on the website? I don't know. Let's, let's. I got an idea. Bring in Sally. She's got some some thoughts on this. And so they put that bull crap, and he uses it as documentation. Yes. Yeah. He's an idiot. Yeah. He's he's all he's promoting the party line. And then just my own little little uh little yucks here. We'll have Bill Nye. He at a certain point he holds up an iPad and he says the snow is melting in the in the Arctic. I think he meant the Antarctic, so he screws that up. And see if you can find this is a <clears throat> a test for you, John. See if you can find the other fact that is a lie, or at least not true, spouted by Bill Nye, the science guy. So you'll have to pay attention. Find the other fact that is a lie. Well, once again, the congresswoman is trying to introduce doubt, and uh, doubt in the whole idea of climate change. So what I would encourage everybody to do 
is back up and let's agree on the facts. Would you say that the Antarctic has less ice than it used to? We, when you said you asserted, Congresswoman, that a change from 320 to 400 parts per million is insignificant, my goodness, that's that's 30%. I mean, that's an enormous change. All right, did you catch it? Yeah, it's 30% number? Yeah. It's what about tw- it? It's 25%. Yeah, okay, well, that's a lie. The other thing, he did say Antarctic. Antarctic when it should have been Arctic. Which is just the opposite. It's, the opposite. it's not true. It's actually yeah. growing. Yeah. And you should have said Arctic. <clears throat> And uh, no one comes and goes. <clears throat> no one called him on it. Not well, Chip. Not the that? what? No one's going to call him on anything. Yeah. Not Chip. He's, not the, the... he's the go-to guy. Mm. <laughs> he's the face of climate change. <sighs> There's so many things wrong with that. Even the twenty-five percent number. It's an enormous change. Well, that's a trace element fluctuates. Anyway, okay. All right. Hey, should we thank some donors, John? That might be a good idea right around now. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Before we get started, we got a few people to thank. Can I just uh, do a few make goods before we get started, real quick? Okay, it's it's not the formula, but go on. I like to mix it up. Trying to bust up things. Keep people guessing. Now, we missed a, a night request, uh, Sir Dennis uh, Cruz, the dead man, who uh, would request such a job karma. Uh, we, oh, uh, yeah. No, he had a request in, right. Yeah, he so, was down at the bottom somewhere. And, 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 and yeah, we, and we always try to break for nights. But, you know, nights, please, if you're sending something, it, with every donation, please add your title into the notes because it's, yeah, we, we, we har- it's very we, hard to how, keep track of it. Right. We Yeah. Because harp, uh, what, what is it we do? We hound people we about this? Carp, we harp, we whine. We make a lot of noise about it. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. You thought, karma. There we go. There we go. So wanted to make sure we fix that one. Well, you got his karma. Yeah. Anonymous, $137 from somewhere in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. $137 was the extortion fee I was expected to pay a pub. Oh, <clears throat> let me do it in Mississippi action. I expected to pay a publishing company in order to access and submit my homework assignments despite attending the physical campus of a major four-year public university. F that. <laughs> I've had to put up with more and more red tape and bullshit in college than I ever did as an infantryman. I know this show will use the money far more honorably than a publisher preying on a captive audience. ITM and thanks. And then he says, he makes a horrible mistake of saying he likes kale. <laughs> so the whole thing is <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's very questionable. Hence the anonymous. He doesn't want to get beaten up somewhere on the street. <clears throat> Nicholas Ragucci in Hanover Park, Illinois. Uh, so we have, is there a name in here called Clooney? Yes. Yeah, he's always, this is a 111.11. This is a Yeah, 111.11, sorry. He wants Gina Brina. Gina Bina. Gina Bina. When, is the club open again? When is the club No, open? no, no. The club is under repairs. We're fixing the club. The, I, I told you before, the whole front part of it caved in. Was it a sinkhole? You know, that's possible because if it was, then <laughs> we're in real trouble because then I, we're going to have to move the club. <laughs> uh, so hopefully on Sunday, can we, can we think? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be next Thursday. All right. I'm keeping my eye on you. Sean Coffey, uh, $80.80 in Annandale, New South Wales. 
Uh, and he has, a, I've done, we don't want to read all these comments, but he's eight, nothing, eight, nothing, I think is interesting with A-T-E. It was a penalty for thinking Adam was David Coverdale. No, thinking David Coverdale was Adam, really. There was, a, there was a, um, an in excess documentary in Australia. They are, of course, Australian. And it was huge. Uh, it was trending on Twitter. Uh-huh. And um, I received multiple tweets and notes saying, yeah, you were in the NXS documentary. It was great. And there was, t- <laughs> this is really sad. And people would send me clips from this documentary, two different clips. One is clearly David Coverdale at the MTV Video Music Awards snuggling with Tawny Katane. And they think it was me. But even worse... So the, in the documentary, they, the the manager flips on the TV. They finally made it to America, and MTV comes on, and it's Mark Goodman. And people also thought that was me. I mean, what's what's next? Arsenio Hall? <laughs> Please. So no, I was I was not in the documentary. But and so he felt so bad about it because he's like, hey, it was great. He sent me the clip. I'm like, yeah, except that's David Cover. Yourself Coverdale. a uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, in the morning for yeah, that. Yeah, all right, thank you very much. In the morning. <laughs> that was one of my better Nick ones. Betson. Oh, here we go. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I was too self-consumed. 69. As usual. Hey. 69, 69, dude. <laughs> for, the, for the big two 69, 69 swells enough entries we have today. This thing is, I know. We shouldn't have even played the jingle. It's uh, well, Nick no, from we G-Long, Victoria, Australia, and he was apparently discussing kale with his grandma. Uh, apparently, in the 40s and 50s, their family grew it in rural Australia as a decorative garden plant. Now you're talking. Yes, here it comes. It was also known to her as poor man's lettuce, <laughs> as they sometimes had to eat it when money was tight. And do you know that this case, so we go to the farmer's market every Saturday. And the farmers here in, in Austin are, you know, they're honest, hardworking people, but they're no dummies. They got kale. five bucks for a little head of yeah, kale. it's a total scam. It's, t- it's poor man's lettuce, my ass. This is elitist lettuce. Well, you know, it's almost as though somebody's laughing up their sleeve. Yeah. Let's see if we can make people eat this crap. <laughs> it's, it is, in history, that surely there have been things like uh, liver oil or cod oil. Cod liver oil. Cod liver oil. I'm sure at some point that was the same. Like, hey, let's get this really disgusting thing. Tell people it's good for them, and they have to have a spoonful every day. That went out of fashion eventually. Well, not in the Scandinavian countries. It t- turns out that the stuff is quite good for that that disorder you get when the sun doesn't rise for six months. Yeah, it's called uh, uh, depression. No, no. It's, <laughs> Cabin it is fever. Depress- it- there's Wind, a name for it. Yeah, and cod liver fever. oil actually works well to, to defeat that. And if you go to Iceland and you go to a grocery store and you go down the aisles, you'll find one aisle that's a mile long with a million different kinds of cod liver oil. They must really? just be slugging that stuff down like crazy. Really? Yeah. Seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. Cod liver oil cures it. So, like I said, you go to Iceland and you'll find an aisle full of cod liver oil that's just like thousand brands of it. Well, maybe we can uh, come up with a new new packaging for kale and tell them that that will solve it. I think they've come up with the new packaging for kale. No, but superfood. <laughs> yeah, superfood. I know. 
Super crazy. I, I'm going to start calling it poor man's lettuce. Which poor is, man's lettuce, yes. Poor man's lettuce. Eric Ryan, uh, asness. Asness. Wait, you missed, um, I think you oh, missed. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The David. last of the 6969ers is David Randall Lane and Springfield M.O. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eric Ryan Osnes, I guess, in Lawndale, California, 5950. Scott Nelson, 5555 in Melbourne, Florida. Brandon Mixon, Foley, Alabama, 5533. Mr. BX, as opposed to Mr. BX. Uh, 5121, he's in Croatia, Castel Kambalovic. And he's says greetings from one of the ships at sea people. Yeah, he's a long-time, second-time donor, long-time boner, slowly going from bonership to donorship, calling my friend Lazarus a douchebag. Uh-oh. Douchebag. For not donating to the show. Can your lordship, Mr. Adam and Mr. Charles, grant me some karma as for my better half, Miss S, and a cheesy sound clip for my 33rd birthday, oh. which is on the 21st. So we're putting no, we're, him we're, in the yeah. birthday list and to get a yeah, karma. Birthday list, end. and we'll give him a karma at the end. Absolutely. Here's one that I uh, I messed up last week. Sergeant Fred had sent me some more DVDs, and he had tucked in between some business cards uh, double nickels on the dime. Uh, oh. And so he said, and, uh, I always enjoy... Are going to throw the business cards out? No, 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 no. But I, I opened up... His packages are very unique. Uh, and he sent it to, uh, uh, He sent it to the house. And it... it so he, hold on a second. Yeah, here it is. I'll show you. So... Don't open any packages that are sealed with duct tape. <laughs> no. But what he did... With Fred, you'll, you'll talk for two minutes about something. Then he sends me the movie, La Cucaracha. Which, uh, of course, this is a very old movie, um, and was the first, uh, was it the first uh, colorized movie? It's all in Spanish. <laughs> Spanish movie DVDs. But then he also sent Double Nickers on the Dime, which is uh, uh, $55.10. It actually has Double Nickels on the Dime, two nickels and a dime. And then in between, that's why I didn't see it, he has the actual... Uh, uh, paper money. So thank you very much, Sergeant Fred. Uh, that's highly appreciated. And so we missed that on the last show. Cool. All right. Yeah. It's your neighbor. Uh, no, he's Michael not Gates my in Colorado Springs, $50. These are all $50 donors. Uh, Andrew Haverson in Gravenhurst, uh, home of the graves in Ontario, Canada. Harry B. in Kirkland, Washington. Kyle Bauer, our old buddies. Every month he comes in. Fit Wooster, Ohio. Uh, David Trotsky from Romeoville, Illinois. Carolina Garcia in Elmswood Park. And she has a note saying that we have this fantastic show and she's more than happy to uh, support it. Send a picture. No, no picture. Mm. She has a very pretty handwriting, though. It's very... Hey, that was it. Kind of like block letter uh, script. It's unusual. Hold on. Did we just... That was it? That's the end? Yeah, this is just short. That's short. short. <laughs> it's very short. All right. I have not heard back from the Kraut brothers, who became knights on Sunday. Uh, but About di- whether or not you can call them the dirty Krauts? The evil, the evil uh, Kraut brothers. Like dirty Krauts. Dirty Krauts. That's even better. Dirty Krauts. But I did, all of a sudden, almost in the middle of the night, remember... What they were talking about with Ellen's shout out, uh, Adam's shout out to Eleanor. F- I, f- it took me a minute, and then, oh, of course, this is what I should have done. He's a constitutional lawyer. That is what that's that's what got him to donate in the first place. 
Oh. Yeah, it hit me all of a sudden. That's one of your many voices. (laughs) That's my Eleanor voice, which I'm, I'm quite proud of. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then Greg Wilson says, Greetings, I was an executive producer on show 585. At that time, I pledged an additional 1313 monthly going forward. I have upped the pledge to 3313. Uh, my knighthood timetable has now moved up to October 2015. And he says, this is just my way of saying thanks. Uh, and that's, I just want to thank him for increasing his uh, monthly donation. That is highly appreciated. Well, I, at the end here, I'd like to give us this couple of people have do, requested a de-douching. We want to throw that in plus a jobs karma, and then I think we're good. Okay, let me just get the jobs karma all lined up while we do the de-douching. You've been de-douched. Uh, and then it didn't work. <laughs> what happened? Oh, sorry. We'll try that again. Something weird going on today. All right. You've been de-douched. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. You've got karma. There we go. Uh, thank you all very much, especially to our special executive producers, members of the 600 Club, our associate executive producers and executive producers. All of you will be credited appropriately. Uh, those are real credits. Good anywhere credits are accepted. They seem to work very well for getting gigs through LinkedIn for some reason. Uh, but you can also use them for your IMDb or anywhere else. And thank you to all of our producers here. Um, and of course, we always, always thank people who donated $50 or above. Uh, there's lots of people on lower amounts, and we highly appreciate that. Most of them are doing it either uh, just for what they can or because they want to remain anonymous. Uh, but those monthly donations really do help. So if you have a chance to do that, Uh, Please do, and uh, think of us for the Sunday show. Dvorak.org slash N-A-A. Graham Scott says happy birthday to his son, Joe Van Scott. Mr. Bix turns 33 on the 21st, and Shane O'Hare will be 25 on the 21st as well. Happy birthday from your friends here at the best podcast in the universe. It's your birthday, yeah. And then we have a title as Sir S. Russell Williams goes to Baronet. And we have two nightings today, which is always great to see. Always happy to do that, to welcome some new uh, attendees to the round table of the knights and dames so we can just uh, grab our swords here this is the sword i was talking about earlier this is the one uh, right here and if i can call up kurt danielson and brian house gentlemen both of you have contributed to the best podcast in the university amount of one thousand dollars or more you become knights of the knowledge in the round table and you've got names so i please hereby pronounce these sir kurt Frozen North and Sir Baz von Bacow. Come on down for your Cuban cigars and single malt scotch, your hookers and blow, your rent boys and chardonnay, long-haired heavy metal guys and scotch, wenches and beer, Ruben S. women and rosé, vodka and vanilla, bong hits and bourbon, sparkling cider and escorts, or mutton and mead. And go to noagenonation.com slash rings to make sure you get your ring, your official uh, piece of paper, uh, your uh, certificate, and your sealing wax. You know, I'm slighted. What did I do wrong? You took your sword out, then you took your other sword out, and he had one sword in each hand, and you knighted these guys without me. You almost chopped the head off of the one guy. <laughs> well, I got tired of waiting for you. You know? I'm sorry. Just, well, don't take it personally. Kind of, here's the kind of thing we didn't get to in the first half of the show. I should bring it in. Uh, because we got we can't lose lose... We can't take our eye off the ball. This clip is stray dogs at the Olympics. Twitter. 
<laughs> Doing all I can to bring them home with me. This tweet was posted by Team USA Olympic skier Gus Kemworthy last week after finding four stray puppies on the streets of Sochi. The 22-year-old has posted these photos to Twitter and has become something of a hero online with the stray dogs capturing the hearts of countless web users. <laughs> oh, isn't that sweet? And you had a follow-up. Dogs, too, play this. Oh, oh, there's more. Wait. Oh, wow. Uh, you are on the ball, Mr. Dvorak, with the... The puppy thing. And the athlete's clearly not the only one moved by the plight of Sochi's strays. Other online initiatives are also emerging. The Save Sochi Dogs Facebook page has been set up, for example, to appeal to international television networks, provide coverage of the issue, and produce an air pet adoption segments with the dogs of Sochi in mind. And social networks are buzzing with messages and announcements. The team at Povo Dog, Sochi's first dog rescue shelter, has posted a message to their Facebook page saying they've taken in a hundred or so dogs since opening at the beginning of February. They've also explained how to go about adopting one before the Winter Olympic Games are over. Yeah, I think the, the, the Chinese delegation with the Philippines are going to grab a lot of those dogs. <laughs> yeah, we want some of them dogs. We're taking them back. So this is just more bull crap to humiliate Putin. I mean, I'm not a big Putin fan, but this is so transparent. Well, people lap it up. It's easy. Why not? I mean, every, everyone gets to do lap it. Lap it up. Hey. Yeah, hey, hey. But it's true. Uh, people are so hypnotized into believing what Russia's really like. Things are, so there's some weird stuff going down in uh, Australia, Queensland. Um, now, you, we had these motorcycle laws. I think we talked about that probably briefly. Where the the bikies is what they're called, and for some reason they, I don't know the the bikies were making trouble, so you can't have more than three bike bikers essentially, right? Uh, no more than three in a room at the same time. But yeah, now or three in a in a pack. Now Queensland um, has introduced, and I believe this has passed now, has introduced new legislation aimed at curbing quote out of control parties. And uh, these out-of-control parties, uh, the legislation is kind of like shut up, slave. So I have, huh. uh, yeah, I have never the... heard of such a thing in Australia. <laughs> no. Well, here's I'm looking at the law here. This is the and it's marked up for your convenience in the show notes. Five nine or three dot show notes dot com. Uh, part seven: out of control events. So there's. The additional powers, the powers a police officer has under this part, part seven, are additional to and not limited by the powers police officers normally have. So there's a couple of definitions as to what an out-of-control event is when police can go in and arrest people and bust heads. So an out-of-control event is an event, well, actually it says here, 53B. What is an out-of-control event? An event becomes out-of-control if A, Twelve or more persons are gathered together at a place. Three or more persons associated with the event engage in out-of-control conduct at or near the event. And the out-of-control conduct would cause a person at or near the event to reasonably fear violence to a person or damage to property or to reasonably believe a person would suffer substantial interference with their rights and freedoms or peaceful passage through or enjoyment of a public place. 
So, th- um, so then, of course, you have to ask, what is out-of-control conduct? Well, wait a minute. I was. Can you? I don't want you to repeat the whole thing. But what's the first part? If there's twelve people at a party, it's out of control by no. definition. No. If there's if there's twelve party, twelve people at the party, and three or more of those people are engaging in out of control conduct. Okay. All right. So, so that's. If they, so if it's a party of eleven people. No. Then you're good to go. So if I have eleven people, I can put three people can go crazy. They can yes. start shooting in the air and everything else. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. However, you don't need to shoot in the air. The following conduct is out-of-control conduct. One, unlawfully entering or remaining in a place or threatening to enter a place. Behaving in a disorderly, offensive, or threatening or violent way. Examples, using offensive, obscene, indecent, abusive, or threatening language. That's seriously out-of-control behavior? That means Tourette's guys can't go anywhere. (laughs) Not if there's 12 of them. (laughs) And then you can also be associated. Oh, also littering is also uh, (laughs) out-of-control behavior. Littering in a way that causes or is likely to cause harm to a person, property, or the environment. What happened to Australia? They don't like to party. They love to party. Oh well, then where are they have? Why are they putting up with this crap? That's exactly what I asked our producers. Why are you putting up with this crap? You have to stop this. Well, this is one of those selective enforcement situations that we that are plaguing. I mean, the Russians are the ones who designed this concept. The the fascist Nazis in Italy and in Germany they took it to another. Uh, took it up a level and then, mm. the, then the Russians took it up higher and then now we started to do it and that is you, you pass a million laws so essentially you can't do anything yeah. without breaking the law at any given time you're always so breaking now, some law yep. there's always a law out there doing this podcast is probably breaking some law oh several we just don't know what it is because there's a million of these laws it could be that maybe in Austin Texas you're required to have, pay a fee of five bucks to even be on, you know, have a microphone in the house. You don't know what it is. It could right. be. You never know. Right. So the idea is you pass these stupid laws in Australia and then, you know, and then if, if the party is actually seriously a problem, they can come in. They've got statute they can throw at you and handcuff you and kick you and beat you and whatever, throw you in this slammer overnight. And mm-hmm. that's that. That's yeah. what it is. It's yeah. just selective enforcement. It's just more bull crap. Well, it's happening in Australia and Queensland, and I, I, I found that to be disturbing. Well, what I least. found disturbing was this thing. This guy, this this character was arrested. It's a local story. Yeah. This, um, oh, where is this clip? It's a cop, Davis, Stockman, Dirty. The, here, the Dirty DUI scandal. Play this clip, and then this is what's going on with policing in this country. We need Pussy Riot to be complaining. <laughs> A former Contra Costa County Sheriff's deputy broke down today just before he was sentenced to 15 months in federal prison. 50-year-old Stephen Tanabe told the judge he didn't think he was doing anything illegal. Tanabe was convicted last year of taking part in a scheme that set up men going through divorce and coercing them into drinking and driving. The judge says he was concerned Tanabe did not see the red flags, but still gave the former deputy a shorter sentence than allowed by law. Punishment comes in different forms, obviously, not just prison. But, you know, he's, he's losing his liberty, and his, he's going to be away from his children, and he doesn't have a career that he's worked tremendously hard for all these years. Guilty. 
Tanabe has two months to turn himself in and begin serving his sentence. He still faces civil suits filed by the men he arrested during the dirty DUI scandal. <laughs> dirty DUI. So here's the way I interpret this. There's a couple of problems with the story. One is that, can you imagine what black people think when they hear this story? Well, the guy can turn himself in. They didn't give him much of a sentence. The guy was it was pulling an illegal entrapment stunt scheme. Yeah. scheme. Obviously, it, I didn't get it in this part of the story, but the way I see it, you have a lawyer who's a really hard-ass divorce attorney who's got the female, the, the, the wife as the client. Right. He's in cahoots with him. You're the the guy is like a normal seems like a normal guy. He's at a bar. He's commiserating with you. Oh yeah, my wife. She's trying to screw me over in this divorce. Oh, have a drink on me. Have another one. Here, oh, come on. They're on me. You can drive. You can. and then the guy takes one step into his car. He gets busted. Yeah. Uh, and then the cop does. And apparently, according to this story, the cop didn't think this was bad. This was fine. And it, this whole thing. This is the kind. But it's just a, one of the more disgusting stories i've heard and what's really disgusting is that the cop doesn't realize that he was this was just not kosher this is this is everything that's wrong with the police state is epitomized by this guy doing this to these poor men because yeah, they think it's okay yeah they think it's fine hey he broke yeah. the law yeah good to go and what's the problem i don't see a problem yeah anyway that's my version of the story general uh general allen was at some Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I damn near clipped this. About Afghanistan? Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was pretty funny. He So he used to run the Afghanistan campaign. Uh, yeah. Some, he or, used to run the whole sh shoot and shebang there. Yeah. Yeah, he, and he, he, he was happy to tell us why. Afghanistan truly has, in my mind, two great natural resources. The first is yeah. underground. Underground. And we don't know how much the value can be attributed to the natural resources of Afghanistan underground, but it's probably in the trillions with yeah. an S. I love that he, with an S. <laughs> trillions with an S. Trillions! No, I don't know, what, what, was he talking about the lithium? Uh, I think the Chiners are going after yeah, while it, we're sitting around? Yeah, it's the, or was he, and he wasn't talking about the poppy. Poppies, no. that's why, by the way, which is worth a lot of money, mm -hmm. that's why I think he specifically said underground. Ah, good point. Very good point. Yeah, and that's only the trillions from underground. We're not talking about the hundreds of billions above ground. Right. That's yeah. why I think you made that very clear. That's a good point. Let me just listen to that again. That was good. I like that. Two good, good great natural resources. The first is underground. <laughs> underground. Or he's saying the first is underground. The second one is the human resources on top of the ground. That's, that is his second we point. We don't know how much the value can be attributed to the natural resources of Afghanistan underground, but it's probably in the trillions with an S. The extractive capacity of Afghanistan's future mining industry is mining. Uh, really breathtaking. Uh, that is lithium. Yeah, breathtaking. It's breathtaking. Think about this. But it think will require security to do this. Ah, there we go. It will require security to do this. All right, got it. Now, at least we understand that finally someone's just telling the truth. It's about time. I like it. Okay. So our American companies are in He's there. getting a mammal in the morning, by the way. Yeah. Our American companies are in there, and, we have, and we're providing security for our American, our American interests. Well, that's fine. I'm okay with all that. I, I don't why doesn't Why doesn't everyone just... 
instead of this oh they want freedom and democracy <laughs> just be honest hey listen there's lots of stuff there the other great natural resource of Afghanistan, frankly, is the people. And they're tasty. <laughs> Not quite sure what he meant by that one. Uh, all right, so the president is uh, down, was down in Mexico for one day, one day only, for what is being called the Three Amigos Summit. Had you heard this term, the Three Amigos? Actually, I have heard it. I didn't pay much attention to it. But the I've summit. It. They're calling it the Three Amigos Summit, but as Juliana Goldman pointed out in the last half hour, not everything is rosy between Mr. Obama, President Peña Nieto, and Prime Minister Harper. What are their main objectives on this summit? Right. The Amigos may not be so friendly this time. They, they each have their own objectives. One of the objectives of Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper is to get some progress on the approval of the Keystone Pipeline. That's not something that President Obama is interested in giving him, but Prime Minister Harper yesterday told reporters here that asking about Keystone will be part of his agenda. What President Obama would like to get out of the talks is some commitment to move forward on the Trans-Pacific Partnership. That's something that the three countries generally agree on, but there are a lot of details to be hammered out. And after more than three years of negotiations and 12 countries now involved, it's a trade agreement that is not close to being wrapped up, but it's something that President Obama to move toward closure on. And uh, I, I want to reiterate that my position on this is it's good. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't really understand why everyone is so, besides the New World Order aspect, duh, but everyone, Democrats are the, are the largest uh, detractors. Everyone's yeah, against yeah. this thing. Why is that? It seems to me this is our last chance. This is our, this is our job to find out what the deal is. I, I do say this about the about the performative. Mm -hmm. I want to mention something about this meeting. I, I'm totally convinced the only reason, why would you have this meeting in Mexico? That's because Obama could take a huge horde of people down there and a few of them can split off and have that meeting with the Sinaloas right. while in Mexico because they're not going to have that meeting with them here. They But they only met, Obama flew back same day. So they, Yeah, well, that's all you need. You go down there, the guys got, there was something that had to be, what, that's what, what was the point of rushing down there for just yeah. a quick meeting like that in Mexico if you're not going to spend any time down there, it was to it was to deliver something, a package, an agreement, <laughs> some papers to sign, a message, I got a something message. they needed to get to the Sinaloa boys. Yeah, that's very possible. Um, they got it signed off, and then they jumped back in their plane and took off. You don't think it was TPP related? You think it was really Sinaloa? The, the, I, yeah, my feeling was he needed to. He needed to pro well, maybe he had to, to deliver something to get him to pull him over the line for the TPP. Or I something. don't think it was about TPP. Really, at you all. don't? It was about you the don't? cartel and because there's 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 stuff happening that has to be. Mm, uh, yeah. Okay. It, well, this could have been a pot full of money for all we know. Cash. Right. Air Force One filled with pallets. It could be. Oh, that's how we usually do it. That's what our uh, that Bowen guy, the Steve Bowen, who was at that. Austin House meeting, he was talking about pallets and pallets of money. Yeah, just a couple pallets of money. One pallet is four hundred, uh, four hundred million dollars. Okay, well, but probably a couple pallets. Wow. We don't know. I mean, there's nobody reports on anything, and the, those planes when they land, they're way out of the way from yeah. the out of camera view. Yeah. They park them in the middle of nowhere in the airport. Yeah. And they put the guy in the in a limo, and the president drives on the limo. 
all the way to the back, you know, to out of the place. It's almost like a private, well, it is private. So I, I was watching Democracy Now! And this, this <laughs> woman, this the woman that talks like this, <laughs> who snowed his lawyer. Oh, this one, yes. Well, so apparently now she's That's been a, detained. She's, she's the one from... Um... It's debatable whether she's his lawyer, but she was she was a whistleblower herself. That woman, right? She, yeah. the, the whistleblower yeah. woman. Yeah, gotcha. And she, there's something weird because she apparently went to England and she was stopped. But so she was meeting with Snowden, and then she's going to England to meet with uh, Assange. And I'm wondering, and then they were grilling her about Bradley Manning or Chelsea. Which they ne- she never admits to. Well, just before you go any further and lead into the clip, I'm a little tired of all these people. I mean, the, the Greenwald. Um, now you know, of course, his his husband. Uh, the court ruled that the David Miranda detention, which of, as we pretty much deducted or deduced, was a setup. He has no reason for him to fly through London. Right. Uh, these guys, they're putting themselves central to the conversation continuously. Yeah. And and when you're reporting on yourself as part of the story, it smells bad. Yeah, and I, this is what's going on with this woman. Yes. I don't know what her real relationship is to anybody. Uh, and, and and the story she tells sounds like slightly crock of crap. And, and it's no worse than you when you were getting stopped all for the time. For years, for years. Yeah, for the first two years of the show, at least, yeah. and probably before then, and we were, you know, it was it was a good moment of humor for everyone to listen to your your grousing travails, as but, it were. But I wasn't complaining that the police state was out to get me. Well, she was, but let's <laughs> yeah. listen to the weird Snowden lawyer. Well, we begin today with the news that an attorney who represents oh, wait, stop, former stop, government stop. contract. Stop. We're, Sorry. We're this stopped. is RT. This is RT America. This is the Russian show. Ah, that's very important Makes to point difference. out. Yes, it does. Mr. Edward Snowden says she was detained and questioned by Heathrow Airport Border Force in London while going through customs. Jessalyn Radak was traveling along with former NSA whistleblower Thomas Drake to meet with Julian Assange at the Ecuadorian embassy. Yesterday, Radak tweeted after her experience saying, I'm fine. Heathrow's border force was just trying to intimidate me. Who is Edward Snowden? Do you know him? Where is Bradley Manning? <laughs> Where is Bradley Manning? Who and, and who is this Chelsea person? What have you done with Bradley Manning? Really? <laughs> really? To talk about what happened exactly. I was joined earlier by Jesslyn Radak herself from London, and I first asked her to tell me about what that experience was like. Yeah, I I don't, I mean, everyone has to go through customs. I get that. And usually you get the same questions about where are you going? Where are you staying? How many days will you be here? Um, And that sort of thing. But um, I was directed to a specific booth at um, what is called Border Force, um, which is, I guess, a name they use for customs at Heathrow. Um, And I was initially asked why I was there and I said to see friends and they said who and I said well the people in Sam Adams Associates um, which is an American organization an NGO um, which is usually the kind of answer that I give on the last 15 international trips I've been on and then they wanted to know who was in that group so I named some names and then they did at one point I mean, they- oh, I, here's what happened I'll just interject here for a moment 
she's reversing the order. So she arrives there. She's got, she is hot and horny for the limelight because uh, she didn't get a lot of attention as a whistleblower herself. She's in this Sam Adams organization who gave a candlestick to Snowden over there in Russia. And uh, she comes in. They say, well, who, who are you here? What, I'm with Sam. Oh, tell me, what is Sam Adams? Well, you know, we gave an award to Ed Snowden. We gave an award to Bradley Manning. And then they went, oh, well, hello. Maybe you should tell us about what is your relationship to Edward Snowden. She basically set it up herself for this to happen. Would you agree? Yeah. Did look at the Sounds right. Yeah. enough to see that I had two Russian visas in there um, and wanted to know why I had gone to Russia twice in the past three months. And I said that I had a client there. Um, and they asked who, and I said that it was Edward Snowden. <laughs> wow. And what? It just, Is there something good in this report? Because she's annoying me to no end. This is where <laughs> wow. it got really weird, even weird. Weirder. This is where it got really weird. Or I should say, they said, <gasps> who is Edward Snowden? <gasps> that is so weird. And, and that just felt very strange. Strange. <laughs> and I want to ask you about that. A whistleblower and, and a filey. Mm-hmm. That was extremely peculiar. I don't know. I mean, Ooh, it, that was it, so who peculiar. on this? That's not peculiar. Our own government doesn't even know his first name. Our moronic congresswomen and men and senators that call him Eric Snowden, Edwin Snowden. It's not crazy that the. By the way, Heathrow, 95% of the immigrations guys are Indian or Pakistani. So I think she should be doing the accent when she does it. Who is this Edward Snowden you're talking of? Because that's really what happened. And she, she came across as suspicious. Yes, very peculiar. Who on the planet doesn't know who Edward Snowden is? <laughs> but, I mean, my answer was just very factual. He's a whistleblower and he's an asylee. Um He's what? What did she say? He's a whistleblower and he's what? Emma Filey? Let's listen again. Edward Snowden is, but I mean, my answer was just very factual. He's a whistleblower and he's an asylee. A what? Emma Filey. Emma Filey? Yeah, Emma Filey. What is that? That means it's at night he wears women's clothes. Oh, okay. Um, and then after that, they asked me if I represented Bradley Manning. They brought up these names, not me. They asked if I represented Bradley Manning, um, and I said no. And then he did that same peculiar question, who is Bradley Manning? And I said, a whistleblower, which legally he is. Um, And then the, the man asked, where is Bradley Manning? As if he didn't know. Um, and I said, in jail. Is this woman in kindergarten and doing show and tell <laughs> on Monday a, morning? There's a punchline if you back uh, it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My good. Right when the punchline yeah, was Yeah, of coming. course. Of course I did that. Which legally he is. Um, and then the, the man asked, where is Bradley Manning? As if he didn't know. Um, and I said, in jail. And he said, yes, he's a criminal or something to that effect. I mean, it was, it was to make me feel like, okay, these people the are joke. not with Yeah, no, I get it. I get she it. spends all of her public's time with a shaggy dog story. And she doesn't even know it was a joke played on her. Unbelievable. Anyway.
She cannot be his lawyer. I don't think she's I don't his believe, lawyer. I, I don't, I, I'm with you on this. Yeah. I think she's just a poser. Or she's the go-between for the Sam Adams Award. She's the one who keeps, you know, she brings right. it around. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, maybe yeah. it's in her suitcase. I have the, no the idea. Can, the candlestick thing. It's a candlestick. Yeah. Well, the, well, this kind of, as we uh, near the end of the of the program, I would say. Um, so the, hold on, what, what, what is going on here? Something, something's wrong. Eh. Okay. Uh so first, uh, first look media, the people who brought you the intercept, which is the incest, as far as I'm concerned, it's only about Grand Grand Ref. and and now uh, of course, oh, you know, hey, this is funny that you mentioned this. I have not looked at that site since the last show. That's how uninteresting it is. Yeah, it's not getting a lot of play because they're only writing about themselves. Uh, they have, however, hired Matt Taibbi from Rolling really? Stone. Per- full time? Yep. Apparently. They must have thrown some money at him. Yeah. He's going to uh, lead their uh, a digital magazine, I guess, similar to The Intercept, so it'll be about banking. He's, he's a good journalist. Uh, I'm getting a little worried. I think this uh, Pierre Drive My Car, he's going to suck up all these guys and kill them. <laughs> yeah, well, you never know. Something bad could happen. So anyway... Uh, the uh, the incest all be in the same private plane. That's right. The incest uh, writes about the fact that they have received, and they being Laura Poitras and Grand Rivadonra, have received the Polk Award. Uh, now the Polk Award, named after a memory of George Polk, who was a CBS correspondent who was murdered while covering the Greek Civil War in nineteen forty-five-seven something, a long time ago. Uh and if you kind of follow this, uh, uh, the the Polk Award, uh, I was following, kind of following it back. It's funded by INN, the Investigative News Network, which is very, very annoying uh, to see who is uh, funding that, <laughs> because it's the same. Suspects. suspects. Yes. In fact, I'll bring it up here. And they do okay. You know, they got a couple million dollars a year, um, and they hand it out to, well, they spend half of it in salaries. The funders of the investigative news network, uh, MacArthur Foundation, uh, the Knight Foundation, McCormick Foundation, Open Society Foundations, which is Soros, the Rockefeller Brothers... You know, it's like, uh, when will it ever end? This is not independent. The, this is very uh, structured. Strings attached, my friend. Lots of strings attached. Lots of them. And this independent uh, in the investigative news network, they, they make software that they give to other companies. The web of these NGO companies that are news, so-called independently funded news, are not independently funded news. They're funded by some very specific people. Um, and so it was, it was kind of weird from a journalistic standpoint, although I'm not a journalist, uh, to see Glenn Greenwald reporting on a report. So he's reporting on the incest about a report on the incest about him. That's how sad it is. And he'll actually refer to Salon published this in 1922, and then he points to an article that he wrote. I mean, this guy is—it's such a 
it's so recursive. That yeah, there is a lot of writers out there that are recursive. They're, they're always pointing to themselves. I mean, I've done it, but I not to the extreme of people that I've seen do it almost incessantly where they're they write and say they're a columnist and they write the column. I was so right about last week's column. Right. And, and then last week's column, he talks about how right he was about the column before that. Or he goes, calls back, a call, you know, it's just about, you know, it's just, and, for, and in the internet age, it's actually more beneficial than it ever used to be because it, it gets more page views because you do, oh, who's this? Click. Right. And, and, but it's not a, it's not good form, generally speaking. And he seems to just pretty much, he's, yeah, come on. I don't know why we even talk about the guy. I have a better story I want to finish with. Okay. I'm sorry. I just think it's interesting because what, the only reason I bring this up is there is such a fanboyism going on of of this operation, this first luck, first luck, first luck, uh, in the incest operation, and people are blinded. They're just blinded by blinded by money. Yeah, uh, well, the people who are working there may be blinded by money, but people are reading this, and you can see that these articles are not edited. They're t- way too long. You know, there's just this. It, it doesn't. It's they're too long. He's uh, repeating over and over again. This it's not good. This is not. Meanwhile, style tends to be repetitive. Yeah, and he'll he, say and something. He'll say it again and say it again. And it'll, it'll go off, wander off. Then he starts saying the same things that he said already twice. Right. It's very. Con- I don't know why they don't do a, stop him. So here's the. I think the big story of the week. Uh, the, everyone's picking it up. Is ah, this is great. And, of course, I'm seeing it as this is the beginning of the end, which is the FCC moves in on the Internet. The Federal Communications Commission will draw up new rules for an open Internet. A federal appeals court struck down a previous version. The rules were designed to ensure that broadband providers don't discriminate or block content on the web. Today, the FCC opted to try again instead of appealing the court decision. Right. Uh, Who is saying this is great? To go on Twitter. Oh, finally, I can, I won't have to worry about Netflix being choked off by Verizon Fiber. Yeah, no, I've heard a bunch of people say it's great. I I see it as just the beginning of the end. The, the FCC is, we've talked about this incessantly on this show, has been doing all it can because it sees the future. Broadcasting is like the dead duck eventually. It's yeah. all going to be, you know, over the Internet. And they yeah. don't really have any way of they don't have any control over what goes on on the internet no nope. they you know they have enough trouble they've been trying to get cable they've been trying to get their mitts on cable so they could put a stop to certain things but no they have they this is the wide open thing now they can get oh we're gonna be making some rules first they start making rules and they start oh you know that's bad 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 for the government we have to do some licensing you get licensed podcasters and then they're going to, oh, you get fine because you said, you know, some shit. You said something. I, it's just that this is this day that this that came out is the beginning of the end. Hmm. They're just, the Campbell's head is in the tent. <laughs> nice. And uh, where did you pick up this? Uh, was this during your travels to uh, the Middle East where you picked up this little ditty of the camel's head being in the tent? It's an old one. That's a good one. Well, to yeah. give you an idea about the FCC, um, let's see, there was, um, what was her name? Baker. Uh, Meredith Baker was an FCC commissioner uh, appointed by a Republican, but appointed by uh, President Obama. And uh, she supported the initial Comcast-NBC merger, 
uh, I think it was four months after the merger, she resigned, and now she is the vice senior vice president for governmental affairs at, at Comcast NBC. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, these people are. Uh, these people have absolutely no shame. Four months later, by the way, four months, and she's not. I mean, that's it's just crazy. Uh, so yes, uh, we'll have to see how this shakes out. But it, uh, I don't see how how any of this can. You know, we don't. We just don't want any regulation. That's well, what, there could be. I mean, the kind of reg, somebody called me on this because I bitched about this on Twitter, and I, I well, what are you going to do? How are you going to keep these people from abusing the situation? Yeah, and I, the, the abuse thing is very simple to deal with. You you have for one thing, you shouldn't allow these monopolies to exist. Right. You should have enough competition locally. So I can say, well, I don't want the, I got Sonic.net here. Mm-hmm. That's a, my, what I'm using right now. That's competition. Yeah, and and they are, yeah, the true, I wish, I wish we had a Sonic.net and here. And Sonic.net doesn't screw anybody over. And they're very, a very nice little company. And there's other possibilities for competition, but they're trying to screw the competitors. They don't want them to compete because they just want just this giant monopoly. But if they if they allow for competition and then if people start screwing around, there's something called the FTC, right. the Fair Trade. These are the guys who should be going after you know, there's some this thing about Netflix. They just bring in a hearing and fine them. They don't have they're not regulators. They're regulators of free trade, essentially. And when something like this happens, you can sue through the FTC. The FTC is a very strong body, of an organized body. You don't need the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission. No. It's just not a good operation to, to be involved with the Internet. And who's, but, okay, and who's we're going, done. Who's going Camel's to, head's in. We're done. We're screwed. <laughs> who's going to regulate the uh, or look at the WhatsApp acquisition by Facebook? Well, that should be done by... Is that FTC? The, uh, FTC? Well, I would the FTC would be one of them, and that's a good example. They don't, you know, they're not tough on this stuff. And I guess there's a, the Congress is just there's two or three organizations that could put a stop to. Nobody's putting a stop. No, to. no. It's by the way, Facebook wanted them bad, man. Holy crap! They they'll own eight percent of Facebook after the acquisition. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so it's huge. And they get all this restricted stock that they're getting, and yeah, it's well, about. I do I think, know that Facebook or the or NSA, whoever's really going to fit the flip flip the bill, and at some point mm-hmm. there'll be a lot of money under the table. Mm-hmm. Who needs this database? But they're paying a hundred dollars a head. Wow, calculation. That's huge. That's like ten x. Yeah, generally, what's a head worth? I thought it was ten, 10 bucks. bucks. Yeah, ten. Well, of course, this is, the, and I believe this truly is for their real business. Um, which is looking at relationships. I don't think anyone's interested in what you're saying on uh, on WhatsApp, but the 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 group nature of it and the I think that's very very valuable. I think it's very. I one thing I know for sure. This is certainly not about getting me better ads when I want them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is such a farce. And then I want to ask you one other thing. Are you doing Twit today? You're not. Are you going up there? It's pretty hard to do on Thursday. Yeah, no, you wouldn't be doing that today. Oops, sorry. Um, is there? There seems to be a war on passwords. I just want to finish with that. <laughs> yes, you know. So it kind of started with Apple and the fingerprint. Well, it started with fingerprint technology in general. Now Google bought this company, Slick Login, which you know, it, there's this whole there's a war on passwords, and I and I'm not quite sure. Well, I I think it's wrong. 
I think it's I think what it must be, because if there's any of these sorts of things that you're describing, it sounds like many of these operations and then the the argument is commonly, oh, you can do all your passwords through this one operation yeah, exactly. and you can keep track of all of them because it should all be different. Yeah. Even though anybody in their right mind has duplicate passwords, especially to non-committal, you know, who cares what your password is to some company that sells cables? But regardless, I think I think it's just to to, to centralize passwords so you can crack them better. Yeah, it, 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 the but there's truly a war on passwords, and you are too dumb to come up with a good one and remember it. That's basically right. well, what it is. Well, this has been going on for years where they keep yeah. ridiculing the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight right. password. Right, which is, which okay, it's, that's worth and ridiculing. And the QWERTY password. That's worth ridiculing, but... And the password password. But this whole idea, I mean, if you have a password in your head, it's in your head. It's nowhere else. That's the best place to keep a password. You know, my favorite thing about the password password? And what's that? Take, you know, people say... This goes back. I used to write a column about once a year on these on the stupidity of the public. But then, as you look at, it, there's a <laughs> logic to the stupidity of the public. In the olden days, we would say press any key. People would look around for a key that said any on it. They would say, "Where's the any key? I don't know where the any key is. I don't. Where's the?" And they call in. I don't know where my any key is. <laughs> is this a fact? This yes. Is great. <laughs> and, the, and the password thing. I'm totally convinced that 99 percent of the people that use it, it says it says right there. Type in password. When they type in password, right. So you type in P-A-S-S-W-O-R-D. Mm. You're good to go. It opens it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think you're really right about that. They're Man. just doing what they're told to do. <sighs> that, uh, well, hopefully no one listening to us, eavesdropping on the conversation, does that. But if you do, you'll probably never do it again. The ridicule is just too big. Okie dokie. Um, yeah. So we'll see what's, uh, what Keith Burning is up to uh, on Sunday. We'll see how that plays out for Putin as we near the end of the Olympics. We may see it all unravel before us. Well, we'll we should make a, 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 a let's make a bet right now before Sunday. Troops, Russian troops in the Ukraine, or no Russian troops in the Ukraine? Uh, no Russian troops before Sunday. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, I think because after, of the Olympics. Yeah, after the Olympics, a day or two, boom. Yeah. But uh, tears will come. That's for sure. Tears will come. All right, we'll be working away for you. We hope you remember us at Dvorak.org slash NA. We need all the help we can get. Coming to you from FEMA Region 6 here in the capital of the Drone Star State. In the morning, everybody, my name's Adam Curry. And from someplace out west, West Sochi, as a matter of fact, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Sunday right here on No Agenda. Mac and Cheese. Science! The best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N-A.